Am I the meanest? Sure enough. Am I the prettiest? Sure enough. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Sure enough. Well, who am I? Sure enough. Who am I? Sure enough. I can't hear you. Sure enough. The Shogun of Harlem. We don't need facts. That's we right. just we just throw them out there. Yeah, yeah they're facts when we say they're facts. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. Konichiwa, bitches. That's right. So all you people out there have been clamoring for. I've been getting email after email after email saying, "Dude, when is part two of the martial arts part gonna drop?" The so, time is now. <laughs> the time is now, people. So. Enjoy. So, yeah. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the Coen Brothers uh, pod. We yeah. certainly did. Yeah. thought it was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Should we reveal? I guess we can reveal on this that uh, apparently even after 60, what, 68, 69 episodes, yeah. you still can uh, screw up and not realize uh, that a power outage <laughs> can knock your uh we record on the zoom recorders the zoom six which is like top of the line really great but for some reason if you're recording and it suddenly the power goes out because that's exactly what happened uh it will not save the file that you've been recording for an hour and 45 minutes <laughs> man i was pissed oh i, I can came understand home and i was like oh, i gotta make some phone calls yeah. <laughs> so i gotta tell these guys uh, it didn't work, so... Uh, well, yeah. I, we should find a way to just somehow randomly drop... I think for, like, an April Fool's episode, we should randomly drop the second half. <laughs> the second half. Like, just throw the second half. The lost second half of the Coen brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you realized it right when it happened. I oh, mean, yeah. We thought we saved the day, but uh, apparently, yeah, it did not. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it wasn't when I was talking about witches. I don't know why, but I've noticed from listening to a few pods, every time I talk about witches... Oh, that's funny. <laughs> either the wind kicks up or the power flutters. Yeah. <laughs> my concern was I was like, oh man, we must have lost some funny jokes in there or something. I said, ah, we'll yeah. have to we'll have to work on that. <laughs> so if the last one seems super polished and we knew our material super well, it's because we did it twice. Absolutely. But, yep. Now we're uh, we're doing martial arts. Oh, before that, we lost some crazy people yesterday yeah, in the world, dude. man. It's very sad. Uh, one of my favorite people in the world is uh, Mean Gene Oakland. Yeah. He, he died yesterday. And then I heard right afterwards that Super Dave Osborne died. Yeah, dude. And then uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Captain Tennille, but I know who they were. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the captain from the Captain Tennille died. Were you a fan of Super Dave? Oh, yeah, dude. I used to love watching his show. And when he got a little reboot, like I guess maybe seven years ago, something Mm -hmm. like that, I was super excited. He did did something on Fox. Um, Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I mean, he had been on Arrested Development for a little while, too. Oh, oh, that's right. Remember, he was the one that spoke for Jeffrey Tambor when he was on like a house arrest or something. Oh, I don't remember that. So he had a camera on his hat, and he would just say everything (laughs) Jeffrey Tambor said in his head. Uh, And then he, do you know who his brother is? No. No idea. Albert Brooks. No shit. Super Dave's brother. Yeah. Oh, Did wow. not find out until yesterday, and he was, like, tweeting about it and everything. And I'm like, wow, what the hell? Uh, yeah, I would have never known that. Yeah, and people are talking about it now. And I had, because I think Bob Epstein is his real name, but he uh-huh. usually always goes to Super Dave. Right, board. yeah. I watched him on Letterman. 
all the time. Oh, yeah. He was always a staple on Letterman. What was his little friend's name? Uh, um, I don't think I'd ever uh, be able to oh, know it. Oh, my gosh. I, can't, I have to find out what his I name just, is. I was telling my wife, I said, he does these stunts, but he always ends it like silly with a dummy. Yeah. Like it always ends with something that he would never have died doing, but yeah. still hilarious. Yeah, because the guy would always say, okie dokie, super. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying Damn, to think I remember. I think I can picture him in my head, but yeah, I don't know who the hell that was. <clears throat> but Mean Gene, man, Mean Gene was a huge staple. Some of my favorite things, and it's probably what I don't like, why I can't watch wrestling now, and I just loved it as a kid, was I loved, as a kid, I loved that cheesiness of it. I loved the interviews where they were, like, talking shit about each other. Oh, yeah. Piper was making fun of Mr. T or yeah. uh, um, uh, Paul Orndorff and uh, uh, Roddy Piper were arguing, or Savage. Some of his interviews were great. And... Mean Gene used to be able to play that perfect straight man. Oh yeah, like dude. he brought a lot of credibility to that, and he did a lot of stuff in the ring. So he was, it was sad. He's from, uh, he was living in down like Sarasota. Oh really? Uh, it's amazing how many wrestlers live in Florida. Yeah, a ton oh, yeah. of wrestlers. Live everybody in Florida, wants man. to live in Florida. Everybody yeah. loves to knock Florida, but yeah. everybody wants to live yeah. in Florida. Like, it, it may be fucked up, but it's still nicer than yeah. the place you're living. <laughs> it's still fucking seventy-eight yeah. degrees and sunny here today. Yeah, we're, yeah, it's gorgeous like ninety-five percent of the time. Yeah, no, uh, Kelly's at the beach today. Oh yeah, See, <laughs> January what third? Yeah, someone's at the beach. Yeah, just insane. Um, so Super Dave's little buddy's name was Fuji. Fuji. Yeah. Okay, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Okay, dokie, super. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure what list. Let me see the episode number here. Episode 63. If you have not see, uh, checked out our first martial arts pod, because it was really, really good. It's called uh, Episode 63. Poison Clan rocks the world, which is a great line from yeah. the uh, Five Deadly Venoms. Yep. And uh, just to recap here, I'll recap my five and then Justin, tell us what you got. So if you go back to episode 63, you'll hear us talk about uh, the Octagon, Rumble in the Bronx, American Ninja, Enter the Ninja, and Enter the Dragon. Hell yeah. Um, And on my side, it was uh, the Five Deadly Venoms, the Raid, the Mystery of Chessbot. No, I'm sorry. It was Shaolin versus Wu-Tang. And the Perfect Weapon, Jeff Spiegman, and Jet Li's Hero. Oh, man. There were... There's two movies on your list that I had not seen that I watched that are instantly like on my top 100, mm. uh, which is The Hero yeah. and uh, that Five movie. Deadly Venoms. Yeah. They're both like fantastic movies. So, And those are two, especially The Five Deadly Venoms, unless you're a really hardcore martial arts fan, there's probably a chance that you've never heard yeah, of Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I don't even remember who showed me that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone I, did. It might have been my brother. Like, but it, it was so, it, like you said, it's so random. Like, yeah. I would have never been shown that. But I, it's a it's a good movie yeah. with a good plot, good I action. I just won it on eBay 30 <laughs> seconds before we went on uh, on uh, the air here. Yeah. So, And I'm eager to look at it because that uh, version I watched that I loved so much yeah. was absolute garbage. You yeah. could not even, <laughs> a lot of the scenes, you couldn't even make out the outline of who you were looking at. Oh. Oh, wow. So it was really bad. You must have had a really bad copy. I maybe. know I sent it to you, but yeah, I don't know I what happened. Yeah, I that was the one, but maybe it's just on my TV. It just came out looking weird. Could have been, yeah. yeah. So it was, it's still good, though. That's a yeah, good sign. Yeah. No, and, and that pod was a lot of fun. I've actually listened to it quite a few times yeah. just because, you know, it's we don't See, talk about this stuff Yeah, much, and it's your you know? kind of favorite subject. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kung fu and action movies and stuff, and this is all great stuff. And it was easy, just like the first one. We probably could have done three of these, so maybe next year or something like that. We'll yeah, we'll throw hey. in a number three because this is a subject that's they got tons of oh yeah kung fu movies. Man. Yeah, absolutely. And some that are just on the fringe. They're not like die hard like uh, Japanese yeah. or Chinese uh, action flicks. But uh, hell, once again, you have uh, Indonesian. I know. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Apparently, they're coming. 
coming up in the ranks with uh, great fighting movies too. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, I'll just go ahead and jump into that one now if you want. Sure, let's um, do it. So this is uh, a follow-up to The Raid, which was on the first list, and this is just The Raid 2 came out in 2014. Um, Iko Uwes is still playing Rama, um, and basically in this one... So he survives the raid, spoiler alert, um, you know, and he's, he's decorated as a, you know, as a super cop, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody comes to him and says like, okay, well, we want to use you undercover um, to infiltrate, basically, it's not the triad or the Yakuza, but it's yeah. just the, the mob, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so it's a story about him and the storyline. I like the storyline much better on the second one than I do on the first oh, one. Really? The first one. Cause is, I know that was all just about the action. Yeah. And this eventually just becomes the same yeah. thing, but it's, and it's a, it's a story you've seen a bunch of times. Somebody goes undercover. Are they going to get found out? Yeah. How long are they gone? Their family is being affected. Yeah. Now their family's in danger. Donnie and, Brasco. Exactly. There, you yeah. know? And so that's, um, that's the storyline. And so they basically, they set it up so that he meets a low level, uh, not low level, like a medium level uh, gangster, yeah. you know, and they kind of get into some trouble together and they both end up having to go to prison. And, you know, they're like, you're a cop, you're a cop, you're a cop, you know, but he's like, if I'm a cop, why would I still be in here? Yeah. You know, and for me, that is the perfect way. And they've done that in a couple movies, too. But mm-hmm. that is the perfect way to get somebody undercover in a believable type of way is Absolutely. throwing him in uh, prison. What was the Van Damme one where they did that? Ooh. Was it Death Warrant? Was it Death Warrant? Maybe. That makes sense if it was Death Warrant. Uh, or Lionheart. It was one of the no, two. No, Lionheart was like a, that was a Street Fighter movie. It must be because it wasn't Double Impact. <clears throat> must have been Death Warrant. Yeah. I bet it was. Yeah. And uh, just throwing somebody in prison like that, it's really great. This is an old school uh, 70s uh, just go off on tangent here. No, it's an old it. school great 70s movie with Robert Redford uh, called Brubaker, mm. and uh, he is taking over as the warden uh, for a new prison, and the prison is all fucked up. Oh, wow. And he wanted to see how fucked up it was, so he went in as a prisoner. Oh, shit. It, the, the problem with the movie is that wasn't the whole movie. That was like the first 15 minutes or something like that, and the rest uh-huh. of the movie is kind of slow and everything. If that was the whole movie, and at the end it was like a 15 minutes when he's out of prison, yeah. it would have been absolutely phenomenal because that stuff, that part of the movie was really great where he's just going around, he's almost getting raped by this guy, he's almost getting killed by this guy, so he's firsthand sees what's wrong. That's awesome. And then stands up and... He's like, hey, I'm the new I'm warden. The fucking I'm warden. The new warden. Yeah. Nobody oh, knew it. There was like one or two people in yeah. it. It was really clever. That's a neat storyline, and it wasn't the best movie, but it, I really liked it because of who was in it. Did you ever see Escape Plan? No, that's the Stallone one, Stallone right? yeah. and Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, It's the movie that I was waiting for for 30 years before it finally <laughs> it came, came out, out you know? Um, <laughs> and I, I don't need to go into it, but it's a similar storyline, yeah. you know, where they have to break out of jail, and it's just really good Tango movie to cash. me. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so the raid, so he's in jail, yeah. and he's trying to, you know, prove that he's not a cop. Um, and you know, the whole, I'm thankfully, I don't know how true it is. When you go to prison, you better fight the biggest guy on the first day. Unfortunately, pop culture has taught us that. So it probably happens. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well for him, he gets into a fight, but he ends up like fighting the entire yard. Wow. 
And that's what these movies are all about, though. It's like that really insane one person against 20 to right. 30 or 40 people, yeah. right? And so it's not just like they're not in the yard. Yeah. They're in the shower in the bathroom. Oh, wow. And he, he goes into a stall. And he just locks the door to the stall. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can just hear all these people banging on the door and the screws are starting to come loose. And it's fucking tense, man. <laughs> and when they break that door open and start coming in... He's like he's a badass, I guess. <laughs> he just start. Well, see, that's the thing is they can only come through one at a time because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in so, a confined yeah, yeah. space. So he just starts beating the fuck out of them just you know and eventually he gets the shit beat out of him but and that's that's very popular right now too is those close quarter fights yeah it's like uh that daredevil uh daredevil's mm-hmm. fights in the hallways and yeah. stuff like that it's super popular right now it's also just like a born ultimatum the born whole, ultimatum the yeah series. where they have to really kind yeah. of uh get close to be able to do that type yeah. of shit so yeah. that's interesting that's really cool has this guy become like a huge star because you of these know, movies so or is I, he still I, kind of just real quick I, like it'll take me a second to look it up but i was looking up the cast um the other day Day or and just trying to see like you know what else he's done he's done quite a few movies um, i know a lot of people know about the raid movies i i heard about it a while ago and i always wanted to check them out because they were always being compared to the action and judge dread where it's that similar type of stuff uh what really helped these two movies in my opinion was the fact that they were on netflix oh the yeah raid movies because once you shit is on netflix say what you want about netflix that goes in everyone's home. oh everyone has netflix absolutely uh and i think one of the because i have sprint anyone who doesn't know this if you have sprint you can get hulu for free yeah and i know it's another service that you can get netflix for free but i'm not sure what service it is so um He's in Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Really, I wonder yeah. if he's just a stunt guy. Um, he, he has a, a character name. Oh, he's got a character um, name. Yeah, his character name is Razu Kinfi. Oh wow! I'd yeah. have to I'd have to search up his photo from that tonight. Yeah, but I mean, and he was also in Mile Twenty Two with oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Like, yeah. and see, and I didn't so know he's that. He's getting popular. Now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know that, and so I mean, like, he's got you know, he's got quite a few movies up here. Yeah, um, I mean. This movie definitely has a cult following, and uh, you don't usually get a number two unless you kind of have someone. And this is the type of action and storylines that they could easily do four or five of these. Oh yeah, absolutely. How, are they? Uh, do they have more than two? Is there just? I one don't and two? think they do. I think it's just one and two. Yeah. Um, I bet they're going to work on it. That shit. Well, that yeah, that would be badass. Be popular because anyone who likes these types of movies will watch these types of movies, and especially when they're kind of given the respect and the money that they deserve because there's a lot of action crap out there right well apparently to the gossip on the internet the raid 3 is not going to happen Uh, which is too bad because it really is like it's a fun fucking ride man like it gets intense and again in this one you know the storyline's a little bit better there's Mm -hmm. you know just some because in that first one it's you got to get into this building yep. and you got to get out. And yep. this one's you got to get into this crime family and you got to get out. That, and that's, that is a, that's definitely more of an interesting. And it takes it to a whole nother kind of thriller, kind of tense level. Oh, yeah. Too. Like, you, like you said, nothing's better on film than the audience knowing Suspense. knowing something that the other people don't know that are potentially going to find out. And yeah. when they do, they're going to hurt you like unbelievably bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, That's so exciting. if you haven't seen that one, check them both out. Um, is this one the called the, is it just Raid 2 or is it Raid 2 the Redemption or is that the no, first one? Yeah, how weird is the, the first one is called the Raid Redemption. Okay. This one's just called the Raid 2. That's weird. I know. I, I Like when I was, um, so when I picked the first one yeah. originally, I thought Redemption was, I was the second one. I was looking it up on Netflix and I said, that's got to be the second one because who does that for the first one? Right. Um, and the thing is, is like, I actually think that all in all, 
number two is better yeah. than number one, and number one is fantastic. Yeah, I, there's there's a movie on my list here, um, my number one actually, that I feel that same way. That two for me is a better movie, mm-hmm. but number one is arguably uh, cinematically the best yeah. of the bunch. But yeah, really good. All right, so my number five, and it's weird we talked about Enter the Ninja last time with the great Shokazugi, and uh, that's actually part of a trilogy, and the second one of that trilogy is my pick here, and it's 1983's Revenge of the Ninja. Yes. This was such a fun movie, man. This is the time period that <clears throat> this movie needed to be because it was it still had a lot of that carryover of the 70s cheese, and this was the period where ninjas were like, Super popular. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, and I think the Enter the Ninja, this was, I think Enter the Ninja was like 81 or 82. So this was done quickly afterwards. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyone doesn't know that the first one had uh, Franco Nero as the uh, the kind of the white ninja. Right. And uh, Shokazugi played the black ninja and he got his head chopped off at the end. Right. Well, the star of this is Shokazugi. Yeah. <laughs> so he obviously <laughs> plays a different character. And it, it almost does the role reversal. The the Asian guys and the uh, the with the black suit is the good ninja in this, and the other ninja is uh, a big white guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, weird enough, he has that mask. Yeah, Do you remember the that mask? Silver he wears? mask, yeah. which. It, it looks awesome and everything, but as a filmmaker stand, uh, standpoint, I'm like, oh, they just don't want to show who the stunt guy is. Right, yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> because I can tell you this big-ass white guy, he's not doing the right, shit that yeah. this guy did. I have a similar story in one of my movies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's very interesting, but a great storyline. Also, something that's not going to break new ground as far as stories go because it's uh, – so the Chokazugi character and his friend, who actually is the big white guy who becomes the villain, they're mm-hmm. actually friends at the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. And they're they're in Japan, they're at his uh, kind of house, and they're off doing a kind of a walk just to talk about uh, about him maybe moving to New York or uh, uh, the state side and everything, and him not being sure. And back at the house was his wife, his, uh, his son, his daughter. There's like uh, three different women there. Yeah. And while they're out, Ninjas come and they slaughter the whole, whole family. family. Yep. And there's one scene though when the um, when his wife runs with like this baby, baby. I mean, this baby's like two months old that. or something yeah. like that. She runs through the woods mm-hmm. and just leaves the baby and then comes back. Uh-huh. And right when she gets back, she gets slaughtered. Right. And the ninjas thought they killed everyone. They take off. Shokazuki comes and everything. And his uh, he hears his baby in the woods. Grabs yeah. his baby. His his best friend says oh now you got no reason not to come to new york and everything i was like oh, oh shady motherfucker you, uh, like you're immediately thinking yeah these i wonder who hired these fucking ninjas yeah. for him to come in and even worse i mean this guy's like the worst friend too so he's like don't worry i'm gonna set you up we can get you into like this importing business and everything where right. you can uh, he he had some interest in like these dolls yeah these great japanese dolls and that he said, oh, the people in the States will love these. You bring them yeah, over there. Yeah, they were there. like samurai dolls or yeah, something, Yeah, they're kind of like that. Or they're like geisha dolls or different ones, I think. Uh-huh. And they're... Uh and of course, they have it set up. He's getting super uh, kind of... Uh uh, popular. His son now is about six or seven years yeah, old. Yeah, that's right. I and remember then that. when he's one day when he's uh, kind of messing around and just playing around the showroom, one of these statues or one of the uh, kind of little doll statues yeah. fall on the ground and nope, oh, heroin, like heroin, inside. heroin falls yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, you see this blonde woman who works there go to that uh, his friend who you realize ah he just set his he killed his family set his set him up in New York so he could literally use him as like a drug mule yeah. to be able to get these things in and sell them yeah and uh, 
at that point you think uh think oh shit's gonna go bad but then he like almost puts a hit out on his son tells the girl that he needs to either take care of this or he's gonna have to take care of it Mm -hmm. some shady shit going on here man but there was some really good action in this movie specifically the end sequence i really enjoyed the end sequence more than anything and everything that you're saying is coming back to me as you say it but more than anything my memory for this movie starts near the end Mm -hmm. where he goes into that room and like he has the case that like comes out with all of his stuff oh yeah and he's got the he wasn't gonna break the seal of his he had that's right yeah yeah like my sword will never get seal will never get broken so you don't actually get to see him kind of go full ninja yeah (laughs) until the end yeah and he does, and he man. does, and he just fucking takes everybody yeah. out, dude. It's so great. And this was that great Canon film, uh, the yeah. production company that we talked about last movie, who were just kind of like on shoestring budgets, yeah. very Roger Corman style, and they loved putting all the ninja tricks in on one major fight at the end. So yeah. you got to see him use the darts that he threw at people's faces. Yeah, and the vanish. The, the, the vanishing yep. thing, the blow guns. Yeah. The, uh, what are the sickle looking things? They busted out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they use the chain that kind of will pull everyone. So this is a great fight sequence at the end of, on top of the building. Yeah. Where they're doing some yeah. crazy aerials. And like flips and, and stuff. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, a, and it's like my, in the sunset, isn't it? Like, isn't uh, it? I think towards the end it might be, but one of my memorable scenes from, I don't know, I guess it had like a, there was a rooftop pool there mm-hmm. and the bad ninja was like hidden in the jacuzzi. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when he came out, he just I jumped remember out that. of the jacuzzi yeah. and everything and they were attacking each other and really great stuff, stuff with Chinese stars, all these, all the ninja movies, the Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, Ninja 3, The Domination, they all had those great headshots with the with the Chinese star. Oh, yeah. That go like so deep that would never ever in a million years yeah. go that yeah. deep well, into I someone's mean, skull. Think how hard he must have thrown it being a ninja <laughs> yeah. and all. Yeah, no, they do. They go like three inches into the skull. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, those things are sharp. Yeah. Well, and I remember he also has like the, they're like little round, um, I don't know, I get little round balls with have like spikes on them. Yeah. And he throws like five of them mm. at somebody, you oh, know, yeah. like, oh. That's a great So statement. many good weapons in that movie. Yeah, this really, most people's, who are a fan of the Ninja Trilogy, this is their favorite. Well, you know, yeah. That happens a lot of times with number two, you know, because number two, they... Well, in this movie, it doesn't make sense because they they certainly... None of the ninja movies have anything to do with anything. Right, yeah, it's just... Like, zero. Yeah. Other than there's a ninja. Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) So it really could have been standalone movies, but they... Right. I guess they were just piggybacking off of one. Like, I remember when I watched Ninja 3, The Domination, when I was younger... uh, not realizing that it was even part of that trilogy. Mm-hmm. I was like immediately like, well, what's number one and two? Right. I said, I don't know a movie named Ninja and Ninja 2. Yeah. So it was weird, but it was a great movie though. Yeah. Definitely check well, it out. And like, you know, like you said, it has everything. Like basically, if you imagine the stereotypical ninja, yeah. that's this whole that's movie. It. And, you know? really and, and it's this, great because it's everything you want to see. Yeah. You know? This show with Kazugi is one of my favorite of uh, the Japanese actors. Uh, I actually think he's Chinese. Mm. And uh, he did a lot of those, uh, um, what is it, the nine deaths of the ninja. He was, oh, the, yeah. he was the star of it. And there was another one called, damn, I can't remember the other one, Death Game or something like that. So he had a run there mm-hmm. where he did like uh, six or seven super popular ones that were always on TV. So he was very familiar with me. Yeah. All right, what you got, number four? 
All right, number four. Um, so we're going to get into a little Chuck Norris here. Oh, Chuck. Ever since you brought him up did on Did we that... not use him on another on the other pod? I yeah. don't think we did. did yeah, we, we did. Um, oh, oh that's right. It was in the octagon. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I made a little joke about this movie yeah. right here, but I decided I was going to put it on the list, and that is 1992's Sidekicks. This was a big movie, man. Dude, this, this was a really good this movie. This was a fun movie. Yeah. This is a movie for every every 13-year-old kid out there. This was like their favorite movie. And that, yeah. that was probably around the age I was 92 and I was like a sophomore in high school but it was still like an awesome freaking year my younger brother Matt loved this movie man yeah and it was played a lot on TV oh yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. and I probably watched it every time it came on I saw it in the theater um, and so you've got uh, Jonathan Brandis who unfortunately uh, he's not with us anymore yeah, Jonathan yeah. Brandis was an amazing actor a lot of people Probably know him from uh, Neverending Story Two or mm-hmm. Ladybugs. He yeah. was in that Sequest. Uh, oh, that's right. Movie, and there was a couple other great movies with him. But yeah, he unfortunately uh, committed suicide uh, some time ago. I think yeah, it was, it was a only while like ago. he was like twenty eight or twenty seven or twenty eight when it happened. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a major loss. Two thousand three is two thousand three. Yeah, oh, shit, man, like 15, fourteen years ago, that's, sixteen years ago, yeah, man, twenty nineteen. I know. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Merry New Year. <laughs> and. Uh, he was great though he would have went on to do some amazing stuff yeah so uh he's basically the uh the main character and then mako's in this i love Um, mako man if you don't know who mako is he's another one that you probably would know if you saw because he's been in some big budget movies oh Uh, yeah rising sun was one of my favorites that he was in he's in the perfect weapon Uh, he was in the perfect weapon he was really (laughs) great in that and he's been a lot of stuff taking care of business is another one i think oh wow You know, I'll tell you just a great quote from this movie that he makes. And, you know, at at one point, they're all in a karate tournament. Yeah. And he's involved in the brick breaking yeah. portion. And he, he he owns a restaurant. And so he's just a cook at his own restaurant, you know. So they call his name to come up to break the bricks. And he steps onto the mat. And the referee is like, well, where's your gi? And he just goes... No need ghee for brick breaking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so great. Uh, um, so Jonathan Brandis is, um, you know, he's a teenager, typical teenager, except for the fact that he daydreams a lot, which and, is a major part of this movie that oh, yeah. I did not remember yeah. until I rewatched the trailer, and I was like, man, I totally forgot about that element, and that kind of added a lot of the fun to. Oh it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, in his imagination, in his daydreams. He would always be, or he would always either be assisting saving Chuck Norris, or Chuck Norris would Talk always be saving him. About a great script to land on Chuck Norris's desk. Oh you have God. to do it. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, he's. I, I'm worked in this script as like the guy that he dreams about. Yeah, oh, man, it's so yeah. great. Yeah, so we see him through the whole movie, but we don't actually see him right. with Jonathan Brandis in like reality until yeah. the very end. Yeah. Well, and there's like you know, there's the scene where uh, it's very much out of. Um, uh, what's the missing in action? Yeah, missing yeah. in action. Yeah. You know where they're ju- where they're coming out of the water <laughs> with machine guns. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he calls him chucking it, or does he call him like Braddock or something? I wonder. No, I think he always calls him he Chuck. Also calls him Chuck. I call, yeah. He calls him Chuck the whole time. That's and funny. so also, um, Chuck Norris was huge in this '92. Uh, oh too. yeah, this yeah. was when he was on the cover. Remember Black Belt Magazine? Yeah, where he was on the cover like one out of every five yeah. issues. It was always <laughs> Chuck Norris doing that big stretch for those pants that he was trying yeah. to sell. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Find my jeans. You can kick someone in the face with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so uh also uh what's her name it's winnie from uh, oh yeah winnie cooper man what's Love her name winnie cooper. danica mckeller yep um, i see him and her in random things every once he was in a big bang theory episode that really? i just saw 
randomly, and I was like, holy shit, it's Winnie Cooper. Bo Bridges is in this? Well, Bo Bridges does. Um, he did a couple movies around this time that were so uh, centered towards kids that I loved. Another one that mm-hmm. I, comes to my mind that is probably around the same year was The Wizard. Do you remember oh, The Wizard? Oh, yeah, with uh, Fred Savage. <laughs> with Fred Savage. Not yeah. The, that's the Winnie Cooper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bo Bridges worked with both of them. Yeah, no uh, shit. Yeah, The Wizard, man. They played that on TV the other day. I love that movie. It's yeah. just a lot of fun. Uh, it always reminds me of The Power Glove. Yep, it yeah. was around the same time The Power Glove and Super Mario Bros. 3 had not even come out yet. Oh, wow. I think this movie came out and then Super Mario 3 came out. Because they played it in the movie. Yeah, that was the big tournament. So it was almost like a promo for uh, Super Mario Bros. 3. It worked. Worked for me. (laughs) So um, he also has a crush on Winnie Cooper, and um, there's a bully at school. (laughs) Stand in line. We all have (laughs) Winnie Cooper, man. And uh, there's there's some karate kid elements to this, too. Oh, yeah. um, Some big karate kid elements. And that's what Mako is great for. I'm. I think that if I was like one of those older Asian actors, mm-hmm. it would be like my dream to play the sensei or sure. the guy that trains somebody to do stuff. Yeah. That's just like, I gotta, you you know you've made it when you kind of reach <laughs> yeah, that right? level. Yeah. Um, and so Mako decides that he's going to train um, Jonathan Brandis. And How does he get involved with him? Do you remember? I can't remember. Uh, or is he just like a friend of someone at the restaurant? Julie Nixon is uh, Mako's daughter in the movie, and she ends up uh, dating Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges it's is his father. father. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So, um, you know, so he starts to train to do martial arts, mm-hmm. and he's going to enter this big tournament. That's probably the karate kid element, really. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and it, it turns though. out, it turns out, I think you have to have a minimum um, number of people on your team to compete, and yeah. they didn't have enough. And lo and behold, in real life, Chuck Norris shows up. <laughs> and Do we ever find out how he got word somebody must have called him or something? I think like he that? was there as just like a, a promoter of the mm-hmm. tournament, you know, and somehow So adults could be on this team? Is that what it was? Yeah, kids because, and adults. Yeah, it oh, was okay. it was like a dojo, um, you know, it was like a whole dojo okay, versus so a whole dojo, not just no like age a, limit. Right, yeah, yeah I, you know, different categories, and I'm which sure. was just in there because they wanted Chuck Norris to be able to fight. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. and and Joe Piscopo, yeah. was oh Piscopo, was yeah, the bad guy in this. <laughs> Piscopo got huge at this point. Oh yeah, remember he like. He like disappeared for five years. Chuck and he, Norris and he showed up me all once. Roided up, man. Once, you know? <laughs> but if you look at him in like Johnny Dangerously, and oh, yeah. you look at him in this, you're Absolutely. like, someone's been doing the roids. Yeah, oh I yeah, mean, for sure, because yeah. he got massive. No, and the the final scene between him and Chuck mm-hmm. Norris is hysterical. Yeah, it's really I re- funny. I need to rewatch this movie because I really enjoyed it. It was one of those movies that. No one disliked this movie because it was just that much fun. Yeah. Well, and like you said a minute ago, as far as like the mask on the ninja. Yeah. You know, so um, Jonathan Brandis is learning to use uh, nunchucks. Yeah. And so, you know, when it starts off in the movie, he's hitting himself in the head. He hits himself in the balls, you know, and it's funny. Well, there shortly after, now it's just a ninja in an all white suit and this guy is the most badass dude you've ever seen with some nunchucks you know <laughs> just happen to be the same size as Jonathan absolutely Reynolds, yeah. you know and and even like in the final scenes towards the end of the movie mm-hmm. they'll do you know where he's doing his presentation it's the stuntman yeah. right you know and he's just got the ninja costume on so it's like how do we fix this Put him in a ninja costume. <laughs> just for the record, when I had Justin in the movie in a hazmat suit, it was Justin yeah. in the movie. <laughs> we tried to get someone as tall as him. <laughs> Wouldn't work. Yeah, right? Uh, that's yeah. great. It must have pissed him off as an actor, though. Even as a young kid, you're like, man, I wish I could do this shit. Oh, so it yeah. could be me, man. Absolutely. I bet everyone. That's why the reason Tom Hanks refuses to not do his own stunts. He doesn't want someone else coming in there and pretending to be his character. Tom Cruise, you mean? Uh, Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? 
Tom Hanks. Oh, well. Who uh, does a lot of stunt work. I, I, I mean, does he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's a great movie. It was yeah, a lot of fun. That was fun, man. And it's great for kids. It's a total PG, PG-13 movie. And just to throw this out, because I said I had a couple of little things I wanted nuggets to throw in here. Um, when this movie first came out, I thought that it was having to do with the old Disney show called Sidekicks. Oh, interesting. And Ernie Reyes Jr., who's yeah. in another movie of mine that'll come up here oh, soon. Oh, I know what that one is. <laughs> yeah. I like him. Was the main star. Yeah. And he was the adopted son of a detective. And... Think like Inspector Gadget and Penny. You know, oh, Inspector yeah. Gadget was always getting in trouble, and Penny Sidekicks. would save him. I don't even remember that. Yeah, huh. I, and he was young. Uh, you know, was he the same guy who played Cato in the uh, Ninja Turtles, or was that somebody else? I'm wondering. Maybe in, in Ninja Turtles Two, he was the pizza delivery guy. I think so. Kid. Yeah, I think so. I think he had um, been doing that at that time. He was in too. Surf Ninjas. Surf Ninjas, I remember. Yeah, yeah. We never, neither of us, neither of us put uh, I almost, three ninjas on here. I yep. Uh, three that, ninjas. Both I'd of have those, to rewatch it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, so long. both of those almost made the list just because of Ernie Reyes Jr., yeah. who does not get enough. <laughs> or the Farley one. We could have put the Chris Farley one on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a funny-ass movie. Was, was Chris Rock in that with him? Oh, I can't remember. I think Chris Rock was the Maybe. bellman that he was trying to teach him the way of the ninja. Oh, man. I have to rewatch that. Oh, movie. yeah. I... That was arguably <laughs> one of his worst, but it was if you're just like Chris Farley for his shit, it's just fun, man. Hey, Justin. I know you're listening to this pod again. <laughs> Go and watch Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Just giving myself reminders yeah, mid-pod. Hey, Justin, Pay don't forget to milk. get milk. <laughs> <laughs> Stop judging me, yeah. pod, Justin. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to a, a fun one here. Go back a couple of years to 1989. All right. To an actor that I've always been a fan of since his very first movie and... It, to, to a point, I loved all his movies, and it was one of those situations where I heard his new movie came out, I had to go see it, and this was arguably my favorite of his, was 1989's Kickboxer. Oh, yeah, good John, movie. Jean-Claude Van Damme, man. Van Damme was a major part of our childhood oh, yeah. and stuff, and uh, still one of my favorite sci-fi films that's not a martial arts movie is Time Cop. I love oh, Time Cop. Man. Great movie. We need to do a time travel pod. I didn't even think of that. There's yeah, a ton of we time can totally travel movies out there. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's a good idea. We'll have to put that. Paul, if you listen to this, <laughs> <laughs> plan a time travel pod. <laughs> good shit oh, right nice. there. <laughs> so, oh. uh, Kickboxer. This yeah. was uh, this was fantastic. This was after Bloodsport, and I was toying with the idea of putting Bloodsport because I'm a yeah. huge Bloodsport yeah, fan. Absolutely, but Kickboxer was right up there too, man. And what I love about Kickboxer, I love like we were just saying that great sensei. Yeah, and I love the sensei from this movie, and I love the bad guy from this movie, which kind of made this yeah. whole thing for me. So Tong you're dealing Tong. with uh, you're dealing with two brothers who, and this whole movie was uh, filmed in Thailand. And oh, it's really? This gorgeous movie shows a lot of great locations and the ruins where they're fighting in and everything. It's got one of John Claude Van Damme's most famous dance scenes ever. <laughs> oh my God. That dance scene was hilarious. And he wears those like pleated pants. Yeah. Pleated, like, he does guest, the split. pants. Yeah. Oh my God. And you could tell looking at him, you're like, why is his pants so big? Because yeah. I never know when you're going to have to split. You never know. You know? <laughs> uh, so, uh, apparently his, the guy who plays his brother, I don't know his name, but he is one of one of, if not the biggest or the best kickboxing champions ever. His record is like 70 and two. Not the biggest of actors. Uh, he's only done like three things, I think. He was definitely more of a fighter. Uh, I might know his name if you come across him there. but uh, I'm looking for it. Yeah. Um, 
so you, you got his brother who's a badass, and it, you don't even realize that. I mean, Van Clam, uh, Van Dam has some skills. So I have to interrupt you. Sure. Look who they say plays Tong Po uh, on Google. It says Dave Batista. Oh, that's funny. Plays Tong Po. That's funny because it is this guy, and that's him without his makeup. Remember, I was telling you yeah. about his makeup. Yeah, it's that. I think it's that Mark DeSale uh-huh. is the guy. No, that's the guy who plays a reporter. Alan Alan Mousy seems to be the brother. Kurt Sloan. Kurt Sloan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, him. but how the fuck do they have Dave Batista? Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Unless there is he the did they do, they did do a King uh, Kickboxer uh, remake. Mm. I wonder if he plays him in the remake. I don't know. That would be crazy, man. Uh, if if that's the case, because I would watch Dave Batista play that bad guy Heck in, yeah. any day of the week. So you've got, and that guy who is that Michael Queasy, I think is his name, uh, that plays yeah. Tang Po in this movie. Uh-huh. He's like one of the childhood friends of uh, of Van Damme. They actually kind of grew up together, and he was in Bloodsport. He was the one that, what's that big guy's name? Bolo. Uh, Bolo. Bolo yeah. in uh, Bloodsport, who broke that guy's arm right in the ring. Yeah. That was actually the guy that uh, plays Tang Po. Oh, really? And uh, he was in Lionheart. He was in Cyborg. So he's in a lot of uh, Van Damme movies. But apparently when they were prepping this movie they needed somebody who had skills in this particular kind of style they were doing and he was just on the set Muay Thai yeah kickboxing yep and he was just on the set apparently in one of those situations where Van Damme's like well my buddy there he's really good Mm. so they actually put a shitload of makeup on him to make him look more Asian I think he's Moroccan Uh Uh, and he's a badass man he's huge and he had a very distinctive look oh yeah when I think kickboxer I think that bad guy with the bald head with the super long ponytail like remember when they dipping his down. gloves in the glue oh, and yeah. the, oh, glass. the glass. Yeah. Oh, oh that's man. a great image too. Yeah. But one image I always think of is, and it reminds me of, uh, you know, Mickey going to see Clubber Lang. Yeah. Uh, there's a similar thing right before his brother was going to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. And he went in to like this, wherever they're having the fight at in the locker rooms, he kind of dips away and he watches that, uh, the, the bad guy there Tong just, po kicking the like foundation yeah. uh, beam to yeah. the building yeah. and it's like crumbling all over the place. Oh my God. He's trying to get his brother's attention. Dude, you got to see this. You got to yeah. see this. Yeah. Like Tony Burton and like uh, Rocky one. Yeah. Champ, you got to come to look at this. Yeah. Doesn't pay attention. And uh, the fight does not last too long where Fuck he no. gives him that kind of uh, freaking elbow to his spine yep. and uh, paralyzes his yep. brother. Yep. And his, <laughs> Van Damme's acting chops had not been totally kind of no. right. Yeah, he does that, no. that big long scream. Yeah. <laughs> so he decides that hey, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna learn to be the best, and I'm gonna beat the best because I need to avenge my brother. And yeah. even though his bro- his brother's not dead, he's still alive and, yeah. and everything. And he becomes kind of a major part of the movie later on. Yeah, and uh, so he finds out he meets this marine. Remember the black guy in it that yeah. kind of drives him around and everything. He meets that guy and he knows like different people in Thailand. You need to find someone I'll help you. So he kind of connects him with the guy who plays the sensei. And similar to like uh, Kill Bill, you know, where she has to go and learn from uh, from that one guy. Same thing. He has to be at the village and he's got him doing these different things. And he's got that split man. Yeah. Remember he's tying oh, and he's his got legs tied down up. And he's, yeah. and he's stretching it out. So I think that guy's name is uh, Dennis Chan. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good, man. But it all kind of comes down to, you know, he's going to obviously uh, become the best and he's got to fight fight him in the ring and everything. But right before the fight, and this is where the, the kind of the movie, I uh, an element of the movie that I really liked is where the kind of uh, 
it wasn't the Yakuza, but it was whatever their mob kind of uh, mafia was yeah. in uh, uh, in Thailand was, that guy right there. Yeah, Steve yeah, Lee. Yeah. He's really good, but he makes a huge bet uh, against uh, friggin' uh, Van Damme yeah. and tells him, he says, hey, you're going to put on a good show, but... We, he kidnaps his brother. Yeah. So he's got his brother and everything. Uh, didn't and, he take and, the girl too? Uh, did he take the girl? Maybe. I think he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because... Yeah. Uh, this, I, I, I don't, oh, yeah, there was that rape scene. Well, there's the rape scene yeah. and then like... And I don't know why this this line has always stuck in my head. I think it's because it's oh, so fucked yeah, up. Where he says he's it. like, you bleed like Mei Li. Yeah. Mei Li, good yeah. fuck. I, like yeah. ever since... Oh, it makes me creeped out yeah. now just to think about that. It was like, like one of the few things he even said in the movie yeah, too. So exactly. you were like, what the hell? Yeah. And... Uh, so he was kind of not going full out because he was concerned that they were going to kill his brother. And then I love when he screamed. Remember, they, they kept calling him White Warrior or something, but it was a certain phrase. Yeah, Naksu Kao. Naksu Kao, yeah, man. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so his brother is like in the audience and screams it. So when he turns over, he realizes that yeah. the, the black guy saved his brother and yeah. everything. Now he can go full crazy. And that's what he does. Goes full crazy on that guy, man. Whoops the shit out yeah. of him. Fun, fun movie, man. Yeah, really. I just love the training. And I think that's what I kind of like about this a little bit more than Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. Bloodsport was a little bit more... Montage uh, training. Yeah, but it was also... It reminded me uh, like a cross between uh, Karate Kid and Mortal Kombat in a way. Mm-hmm. Where they uh, kind of were in a different place and they had to... Uh, you didn't realize that it was to the death and everything. But it, right. it's still fun as hell. Like I said, I was toiling with having that on here, but... Really fantastic. So that was Kickboxer. All right. right. What do you got here? All right. So coming in next, we got 1991's The Giver. Uh, Arguably, I I don't think I've ever seen this movie, but I had a friend named Joe who's not with us anymore that I went to high school with, and he was a really great guy. And I remember him watching it on HBO one night, and he knew it was a huge movie fan. He was like, I watched the most fucked up movie last night. It had Luke Skywalker in it, and it was some sci-fi and some uh, kick-ass, karate-ass shit. And I was like, wow, I never even heard about it. Before I knew it, they had already done like sequels to it and shit. And I was like, wow. I've only ever seen, I think I might have seen the second one like once. Yeah. I think I might have saw parts of the second one. Yeah, but I, I you know, but primarily just the just the first one. So um, the main character's name is Jack Armstrong. Um, in real life, that's his name, and Sean Barker is his character's name. <laughs> Mark Hamill really is the. Yeah, no, we just saw the DVD for this, and Mark Hamill's name's right at the top. Yeah, and he's not even yeah, like you know Jimmy it. Walker's in this too. <laughs> yeah, they, couldn't, they couldn't have put him at the top. Yeah, no, the literally list. at the top of the list. Like, <laughs> not on the DVD though. Yeah, no. Like, oh, made you hear about this new Jimmy Walker movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you, just because I haven't seen this guy in another movie, um, this guy's name is Peter Spellos, or Speos, S-P-E-L-L-O-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he, have seen him in a bunch. He has one of the most fucked up scenes from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the 3D one where they take oh, the yeah, kids yeah, yeah. from the asylum, uh-huh. and the girl, um, her dad like molested her, and she has nightmares of him coming back to oh, molest totally, her. That's one of the 513s, or Nightmare on Elm Street's I'm not familiar with She beats him with a coffee pot to like distort his face and he still just keeps getting up and he's like honey like oh my gosh me and dave's in the theater yeah um sorry for the side note that's just that's that's the first time i've seen him in 68 pods the first time anyone's mentioned him yeah (laughs) 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 um okay so the guyver is 
It's like a suit that comes from out. Well, okay, so it's an alien that comes from out of space, yeah. and he's wearing a suit. Um, he's followed by some other aliens that are here to. It sounds know. similar to another movie. Yeah, we just yeah. Saying. I was just That's thinking my that. New suit, Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so basically, the the alien gets defeated, and. Uh, Jack Armstrong finds him. I think Jack, Josh, Jack um, finds the, you know, the alien and the alien gives him this little, like, it's like this little silver metal ball, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but it becomes this like external, almost living suit. It's like a, a living exoskeleton. Yeah. Kind of almost yeah. like venom, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. almost like venom, just yeah. way different. Um, but he can looking. control it or is he like not in his both? Oh really? Yeah. So at first, oh, like that's a bitch. Yeah. Well, like at <laughs> yeah. first, he, you know, it kind of like defends itself and okay. and does that type of thing, and then he kind of grows to control it and stuff. And the other two aliens are trying to get it. Yeah. And um, sounds like something that if this suit was in the wrong hands, absolutely, <laughs> this would be a bad thing. Yeah. And and at one point, it does get taken from him, and it's like, tell me, Jimmy Walker's the villain. <laughs> you know, honestly, I, I kid you not, I don't even remember. Yeah, his he, name is Stryker, so he's got to be that like, is one a of villain name. Yeah, like, um, you know, but like, I remember. Oh, and then this guy, uh, Michael Berryman. Oh, I love Michael yeah, Berryman. He's, he's, Dave was just talking about how many movies we could actually mention that he was in. Absolutely, too. dude. Yeah, because he's done actually he's done more than people think he has. But oh, it's, yeah. he's one of those actors. Is that Lena Quigley? Uh, it is. Man, Lena Quigley is in this movie too. I, I could tell that picture. Uh, she is a major scream queen. Really? She was in uh, Return of the Living Dead, Night of the Demons. She was the one of the Night of the Demons that stuck the uh, the lipstick in her uh, nipple. Oh, I remember. You <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I haven't seen yeah. that, but I remember you talking about that specific. I had no scene. idea she was in this man. Yeah, she was great. And it's it's a really good movie. It's you know it's sci-fi martial arts. Yeah. And um, how often do you get that? Never. Not really. I mean, you know, maybe The Matrix. I guess. Yeah, is, yeah. I mean, probably. I mean, Wu Ping's in you it, can, so, uh, doing his stunt work. So it's kinda, you could almost be. just retitle this Space Ninja. Space Ninja. You know, like which maybe I need to make that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, but it, it's really good. And uh, like one of my most memorable scenes is when the Giver gets taken away from the main character. So the Giver is the actual suit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, there is that one part like on the trailer that we yeah. saw where he's like, "I am the Giver," yeah, and yeah. it just like comes on, you know. Um, but it's just, it, it, it's a super suit. It's yeah. like, it's a martial arts Iron Man, it's you know, a like genius script, man. You know, it, it's pretty smart. To, and I, I, I'm actually really surprised how under the radar it really yeah, fell. It, it, it does have a cult falling for a lot of people on this, but yeah, the average person does not know what the hell the guy no, is. No, no. Um, no, <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked to anybody other than like you yeah. that would know what that movie is. Yeah, yeah, I definitely know what it is and I, I need to watch it. I, I swear I've seen parts of it, but like I said, it could have been parts of number two mm -hmm. and I don't think number two was as good as number one. So uh, most memorable scene... It was the lack of Jimmy Walker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most memorable scene is when the guy ever gets taken from him and like it's almost like Vision getting the... Uh, the Mind Stone taken from oh, his yeah, head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, except, like, when they pull this away, there's all these, like, stringy little attachment, like, almost tentacle likes oh, that come out when they pull it away. Yeah. And I don't know, like, that scene just, like, I, I haven't seen this in 20 years, but, like, that scene just, like, creeped me out and oh, really? really stuck with me because, yeah. like, there's almost this, like, realism to it that, like, if this were something real, that's exactly what it would look like. Yeah. And it's it's just sits weird but it's in a good way like special effects were like really good in this movie i think that's what surprised a lot of people about this movie that they 
they had not seen this type of fusion before and mm-hmm. certainly done this well because it could be done, but it could be done real cheesy. Like, and the yeah. suit looked badass. No, no, it, it I did. mean, it was basically like a samurai kind of suit similar yeah. to, uh, well, it didn't connect it. Uh, I like the idea that this kind of took over your body. Similar yeah. to like like you said, Venom, where it just starts on your chest and just branches its way out down yeah. your arms and everything. And he has like knives that are like swords that will come out of his elbows yeah. or out of his knees. It's like the and... Silver Samurai from that Wolverine movie, if that suit yeah. was part of him. Right, you know? yeah. Was, that was neat too. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting movie. Saw it a million times on HBO when I was a little kid. And, you know, fuck, man, check it out. Because it's, it's... The guy where it might be hard to find. But, it might uh, be, yeah. But you might be able to find it. All right. For my number three, and uh, since we were talking some ninjas here, uh, I, I love that series of movies so much, and they, I've watched them so much when I was young, so I just could not leave off Ninja 3, The Domination, which was <laughs> arguably one of my favorites of the... I, I don't... I liked it more than Revenge of the Ninja because I saw it more than Revenge of the Ninja. And it was weird. This was a weird fusion <laughs> of a movie where they kind of went off the rails a little bit. But in a kind of, but it made it fun, and there was a lot of really great fight scenes in this. And why this is a little different and off the cuff, it's uh, it's if you took a ninja movie and, <laughs> and fused it with The Exorcist. Yeah, I guess is how I would say it. Right. But also, remember we were watching the trailer with Flash, flash Dance. Yeah. It was a very Flash Dance Exorcist ninja movie. Yeah. And if that doesn't sell you on it right there, I don't know how to help. How you have that. I not seen this? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, and I, I, you gave this to me the other day, and oh, I just so I, fun, man. I really wanted to watch it, yeah. and I, I thought, well, fuck, I can't come over here without watching none of it. Yeah. So I watched one of the fight scenes, the golf course scene. Oh yeah, the, that's the opening scene. Oh, is that yeah, the opening yeah, scene? Yeah. Oh, dude. That was the ninja before he went into the girl's body. Uh, oh, and, I see. It was a weird revenge thing for him, though, too, because what we see is he's like, uh, he's just being a ninja at the very beginning of the movie, and he's got a hit that he's taking out, and the cops show up. And the cops, like, surround him to a point and, like, uh, just annihilate him, shoot him all over the place. Really? He ends up hiding under the sand and then crawls out of the sand and crawls to the edge of the um, the golf course mm-hmm. where this really, I don't know, I don't know if this girl did anything else in this movie, but she was super cute, very 80s, this girl in the movie. And she was, what also reminded me of Flashdance because in like Flashdance, she was like a steel worker. Uh-huh. And this one, she was like a cable, uh, the person that climbs the utility poles oh, wow. with the spikes and everything. Yeah. So she's actually on the pole where she sees this ninja crawling out of the brush. Oh shit. So when she gets down there, he literally takes over her body, but it doesn't it doesn't happen like immediately. She get she feels it happen and everything, but a lot of it is the sword that's kind of possessing her. Interesting. Uh, but at that point she's possessed by a demon and when it uh when it happens, she doesn't uh she doesn't remember it. She doesn't know what the hell is going on and everything. Uh-huh. So he is for some reason fixated on the cops who were just doing their jobs and taking him down oh shit <laughs> so he wants to systematically kill these cops and uh one of them who's a uh it's interesting they used him in this movie because he, he must have been he's a staple in canon films uh-huh. was the guy from alf the neighbor remember i talked oh yeah yeah i mr. talked Mark about it yeah, 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 yeah mr yeah. he yeah. was in uh, american ninja as uh, one of the military guys right. in this. he was also in this as one of the cops that shot the guy so he was one of the first people that he uh that 
she went in and uh, attacked and killed and everything. That's so. She funny. ends up meeting, but you get to. She ends up kind of befriending this one goofy cut cop that kind of helps her around the uh, the city to find different things, and you get to see her in like her spin class with him and everything. I and saw a portion of that as well because on, on, 80s, on YouTube it says something along the lines of like unnecessary aerobics scene. Yeah. <laughs> That's the perfect title for that scene ever. <laughs> because this is 1984. And 1984, yeah. I mean, if uh, sweating with the oldies and all that was super popular, man. Yeah. And uh, so one of my favorite scenes from this movie. Maybe it was gratuitous. Gratuitous? Yeah, I think that's that. what. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of this movie was where they went to... Um, uh, he found out that there was one person that could like try to exercise her. Oh shit! And it was uh, James Hong Lopan. Oh shit! That's <laughs> awesome. I, I love Lopan and uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and uh, he was great in this. He played. They gave him like this really nasty mole on the side of his face, and I'm like, what the hell's with James Hong's mole? Yeah. So I, I don't know why they gave it to him. They gave it to him. Huh. And so they end up chaining her to the wall. And, oh shit! Uh, doing this ceremony and everything, and she, the demon, kind of talks to her, and she's got this evil voice and everything, and the, uh-huh. the wind is blowing around him and everything and James Hong is like fixated by her eyes and everything he's like I must release her and it's like starts undoing the chains and the cop has to stop him from doing oh, it wow. everything. it was a really fun scene and everything but so what happens is Sho Kazugi uh, Sho Kazugi who was obviously he was in Enter the Ninja he was in Revenge of the Ninja and now he's come back to uh, be in this movie and uh, he comes as the guy who's uh, has to come from uh, like China to save everybody right. and, and get this uh, this ninja out of her. Yeah. Uh, this house is clean. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> There's a really great scene where he comes, he shows up and he's he's doing his ninja stuff and he's fighting and he ends up getting arrested by a couple cops. Mm-hmm. There's a really great scene where he's in the back of the cop car and uh, he... Uh, he's got like an eye patch in this movie. He ends up taking this thing out of his eye patch and just sticking it into the cop's neck that's next to him. And he oh, passes shit. out and he ends up doing the same thing to the guy in the passenger seat. That's nuts. And all of a sudden, the driver like turns to talk to him and realizes that they're uh, they're out cold. Yeah. And everything, and he ends up taking over the car. Yeah. And uh, but he had already told. Uh, he had already told the cop that's helping the girl. He says, I know what's going on. You need to take her to the temple. You need to get to the temple and I'll help you out. Bring the sword. Bring the girl. Oh, wow. And there's this just great fight scene at the end where they've got a like... Uh, eventually, it ends up coming out of her and then it's the actual ninja that he's got to fight. And it's, it's just a fun movie, but it was... it took realism like way the hell out yeah, of it. Yeah, well... It, it was definitely a fantasy type of movie. But for a lot of people, that was one of their favorite things. It had an awesome cover to it. I know the there's a Blu-ray company called Scream Factory yeah. that's buying up a lot of properties, and they're giving them really great Blu-ray releases with uh-huh. extra features and uh, documentaries and everything. And this is one of the ones they picked up. Um, yeah, those yeah the, are the... One, the DVD I let you borrow. I have the Blu-ray, so I let you borrow the DVD that's part of the two-disc set. Oh, I got you. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fabulous movie, man. And it, uh, it grows with age, especially when you want that kind of mid 80s cheese and this cheese was thick well yeah <laughs> absolutely was, um watch the trailer just watch the trailer for it and you'll see it well and i saw you know like i said i saw that one uh golf course scene which was really good because you know he beats the shit out of a couple of guys they show him use all his stuff too, yeah like well they love doing in these movies i thought it was a really cool little trick that they did so there's like four or five bodyguards that he's fighting and you know he takes them all out one by one and then um one of them pulls out a pistol yeah. And, you know, he aims it, he goes to shoot it, and he pulls out, like, a little mini blowgun and just, like, 
poofs the, the, the dart and it goes into the barrel of the revolver right as the guy shoots. You know what I mean? Awesome, and like, man. yeah. And I just thought like, uh, you know, that, that was really good. It, it, I love how they do little things like that. You oh, know? yeah. Like, yeah. That's they, great. They used, there was at this time too, around 84 was probably the height of this stuff because I think these movies were a year apart. I think Enter the Ninja was like 81. No, maybe two years apart, but one year from Revenge of the Ninja, the Ninja 3, the Domination. So they must have started right afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they realized that people liked those little cool ninja tricks. Yeah, that's absolutely. A, that's the only way we learned about all those were these old school 80s ninja movies. Because too. technically, we're not even supposed to know about ninjas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the secret society. Leave it bullshit. to canon films. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it didn't work out. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my uh, that's my number two there. All right. Um, or that's my number three, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is my number two. Yeah, it's your number two. All right, so, <clears throat> excuse me, for uh, for this one I'm going another Jet Li epic film, and that is Fearless. Yeah, this is one that I'm disappointed I wasn't able to see by, uh, this week because I love the last one so much. Yeah. And I it's, hear this is one that's also right on like an lines. epic scale that yeah. I, I can tell by watching the trailer this is one that I would actually love. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone else uh, famous besides Jet Li in this movie? I mean, I'm sure um, a lot of them they are in uh, in China. Right. Not not many that I know. This guy right here. Yeah, he looks somewhat he, familiar. He's been in a couple of things. Uh, Nathan Jones. He plays Hercules O'Brien. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about it. So. It's uh, all it, his movies are complex. Right? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> um, and this one, this is another one where you know, the the storyline is just as good as the martial arts. Yeah, you know, like well, it, that was what with Hero. Yeah, I mean, re- for me, really, the uh, the fighting was absolutely secondary in the yeah. movie to that yeah. storyline. That storyline was amazing. Yeah, it was really really well. And done. you know, there's a good portion of this movie where there is no fighting. You know, that yep. it's just story development and everything. Um, so it starts off, and uh, it's Jet Li and his best friend as children. Um, and Jet Li's father is this master of uh, wushu. And every, you know, so often there's a challenge in the middle of the square where one master will challenge another master, you know, and to see who's the best. And everybody knows that uh, his dad is the best, but... People are still constantly challenging him. So on this day... Weird how that works. I know, right? Yeah. Everyone wants to be um, the best, though. Yeah. Also, I guess. Well, and remember I said I remembered a little thing that would maybe like maybe make you like this movie a oh, little yeah, more. Yeah. Um, so child Jet Li wants to learn this fighting style from his dad, who's the master of this style, you know. But his dad won't let him because he has asthma. Oh, it is interesting. Yeah. Um, a lot of that physical activity is good for asthma, though. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. That's why they tell they used to tell me when I was younger, swim. Swimming oh, really? is like the best medicine for asthma. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this day in the square, you know, his dad has a challenger, and there's like this one like deadly strike that you can do in this style, and it's it's like a downward coming palm, you know, just nasty strike. It's their um, five-finger death punch. Yeah, exactly. But I think, if I remember right, I think it's at the top of the head. Oh, okay. You know? Um, and was, this, uh, was this behind the... Or uh, this background story told throughout the movie, or it was a chunk at the beginning? It's a chunk at the beginning. Oh, okay. it, it's it's a it's a story of this guy, Hyao Yoon Jaw's life. Yeah. It's a true story. Oh, okay. Uh, well, based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in this scene... His dad wins the fight, but he, you know, goes to use their special move, but he doesn't 
make contact. He basically is just doing the move to say, like, I could have fucking killed you yeah. right here, right now. And everybody knows that's the end of the fight, except the guy gets cheap and, like, takes a cheap shot oh. at him and kind of, like, beats his dad, you know? Next time, I'll use that move. Yeah, exactly, you know? And so Jet Li's child character, kind of for his whole life, doesn't understand like I, I you could have yeah. beat him no problem like why, didn't, why you? didn't you you know and so his life mission is to never lose you know yeah. and so there's right no, after don't hold back right uh, yeah. yeah and right after that fight happens the son of the guy who beat Jet Li's dad him and his two little friends come around and start talking shit saying that their martial arts yeah. is superior and they beat the shit out of Jet Li as a kid yeah. and from there on he vows I will never lose so he trains and trains and trains and trains. His dad eventually dies. You know, and it, it basically flashes, you know, fast forward to, you know, 10, 12 years later to where yeah. Jet Li is now Jet Li. Yeah. Um, Just when he was a kid, it wasn't him. And then everything else was Jet Li. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, he has become his father. He fights in the square. He wins. Everybody says, you know, Chow Yun Jaw is the champion. And like, he's, he's the golden boy, yeah. you know, and life is great. Um, so a challenger comes to town and there, there's like a, a scuffle about the scuffle, you know, like there, like a rule mm. is broken or something like that. Somebody gets disgraced. Um, and one of Jet Li's students goes and like talks shit to this master on his birthday or something. And it starts this whole like fight between these two schools, which eventually leads to Jet Li and this guy fighting each other basically to the death. So while they're doing that, somebody goes and kills Jet Li's family. Yeah. And like, so he goes on a fucking, you know, I'm just going to... You thought I was pissed before? Yeah, I'm just going to fucking kill like anything in front of... And I mean, he like destroys almost the entire school, you know? He was fearless. Yes, he was. (laughs) Um, But so from there, he kind of just disappears because he's just in shock and he's been beaten and he's, you know, he's lost everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just kind of, I think he just kind of like falls in the river and just gets taken down, you know? Um, and eventually he wanders and wanders until this village of people find him and just take him in, rehabilitate him. But he never says anything about who he is, what he's done to get here, you know? And so... At what point in the movie is this? Like like halfway. Halfway through? Yeah, like halfway. Um, and eventually he decides he's going to go back because he wants to go and visit his parents' graves and his yeah. family's graves. There's no love interest in this movie? Or yeah, yeah. There's he, meet, um, he meets her at this place. Yeah, at this place, and she's blind. That's where I would have put that, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so that part of the movie is yeah. their relationship, yeah. you know, and them falling in love and him learning more about life, and it's not all about what he thought. I mean, that's. I guess that's the ultimate goal is to see where his... to get him to the point where his father was right. when, when he was doing it that way he wanted to do it yeah and was so, his father one of the people that were killed during that or he had died earlier? i think his father just died earlier in okay. the movie while he was growing up yeah. um but i think his mother was killed oh, yeah. um so eventually he says like look i have to go back so he goes back well his best friend from the beginning mm-hmm. owns a restaurant now and is doing very well but jet Li has nothing so he's like open up a school, I'll fund it, you know, which then leads to him doing prize fighting, you know, like it becomes baby stepping his way kind of back into the Right. Just for a little bit of money and stuff like that. But then it becomes like, um, the guy from, uh, I just talked about it. The last samurai, 
Um, yeah, I know the guy that was... Hi- Hioto? Yeah, the main guy that was kind of helping Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, he basically says, like, there's no superior martial art than Japanese martial arts. Yeah. So they form a contest of all types of people throughout the world. And I've talked about the final fight scene mm-hmm. before on another yeah, yeah. pod. Yep. Um, and I don't even want to go into it because yeah. it's such a great, you know, portion. It sounded like that was a movie in itself. Yeah. Just that final yeah. I, I mean, I think it's like maybe almost a three-hour movie. Yeah. Um, you know, but it is... Big chunk for that end sequence. Oh, it's yeah. so good, though. I I might watch it today. Yeah, like, it's, it's great. It was one of those movies I remember that I, I had bought it probably a week after you had talked about it on that earlier pod mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, that just sounds good and it sounds up my alley. Yeah. Anyways, and it just reminds me how great choices Jet Li makes. Yeah. <coughs> Not all... I mean, not all a lot of kung fu martial arts stars, you know, ha- are have the the privilege to be able to be choosy with their stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of crap. If you look at uh, Jackie Chan, I mean, about probably a third of his movies are great, and the other third are just, yeah, yeah. you know, they're good. Yeah. You get to see some fight in there. So remember I said I bet we mentioned Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. One of my things that I remembered <laughs> from the last pod, I was talking about the IV with the coconut. I was wondering if it was Super Cop. It wasn't Super Cop. It was Jackie Chan's Who Am I? Oh, I don't even remember. They, I don't even think I saw that they one. They find him in the desert, and he doesn't huh. know. Um, and Or he, he helps somebody in the desert, and he gets a coconut off of a palm tree and, like, makes an IV out of that. Like, How does that work? <laughs> that's, that's how I learned that coconut water is on the same level as blood plasma, and that's why it's so good for you. What? That is crazy. Thank you, Jackie Chan. <laughs> Jackie Chan. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> I'm glad that in these within these pods we've worked in most of the like best known martial arts yeah, stars. Yeah. There's only one I could think of and he's a complete dick now, so I don't really mind <laughs> leaving him off. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was under siege once. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he used to, to be a once, police but, officer apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he's totally uh, like a, a Trumpster now. He's just kind of like a dude. Last yeah. I heard, he fucking moved to Russia. He is yeah. a citizen of Russia. Yeah, he had renounced his citizenship, yeah. and he had been up in arms about uh, a lot of women were coming forward accusing him of shit. And I was like, yeah, you yeah. can stay over there. Yeah, man. stay the fuck out of here. He dude. looks so weird now, too. Have you seen him lately? No. He looks like he's ballooned up. Just his face is massive. Ugh. It's really, really weird to see him. Yeah. Looks like a completely different person. Unlike, if you see Van Damme, it looks like Van Damme. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It just looks like he's aged gracefully. Yeah. And everything, but huh, not Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> my next movie, and this was uh, one of the older movies, certainly on my list. And I have the great Quentin Tarantino to thank for me getting into this movie. Always wanted to see this one. Yep. And this was 1974's The Street Fighter. Nice. Not to be confused with Street Fighter, yeah. which is a Van Damme movie. Fun. Yeah. Fun-ass yeah, uh, Van Damme movie. Who was the guy that played uh, M. Bison? Uh, uh, what's his name? He was Raul Julia? Yeah, Raul yeah, yeah, Julia. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. Is that? Gomez, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he was really great. Yeah. I loved all... I loved that movie. I thought yeah, it was fun. Dude, I it, it came was out when I was at working at the video store, and mm-hmm. I used to play it on the TV all the time. Yeah, the really guy fun. who played E. Honda was my favorite character from uh, Necessary Roughness. He was Big Manu Manu oh, the yeah. Slender. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was a fun movie. Uh, that was a fun movie and a fun game. Yeah. This, definitely not the same. Uh, <laughs> this was a series of movies. I think uh, there was Street Fighter, Return of the Street Fighter, and maybe Sister of the Street Fighter, I'd like to say. But the first time I ever heard of this, and it's weird because I did a little bit of research about it, and a lot of people, uh, their first 
hearing about this movie was the movie True Romance. Uh-huh. Because we're at the beginning of the movie where Christian Slater on his birthday would go to the movies all the time. He went right. and saw the Street Fighter trilogy. Yeah. And that's when, uh, <clears throat> what's her name, uh, uh, Patricia Arquette came in, dumped her popcorn over him and sat with him and asked, what are you watching? And this is and watching the movie just recently, uh, the scene they're watching is like the end sequence. Like oh, right wow. before the credits, they're watching it. Uh-huh. And he's talking to her about this is... Uh, that's Sonny Chiba and he's just kind of a badass and everything and uh, and it really it put it back in my head that oh I might have to check out that Street Fighter movie someday because I know it's one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite yeah. and then if you are, follow Quentin Tarantino he used Sonny Chiba in a major role Absolutely. in uh, Kill Bill yeah. and really funny role too man I thought he was so great in that or his interaction with his like uh, his kind of sidekick there yeah, oh yeah do you absolutely. understand yeah <laughs> <laughs> which was yeah Kill Bill Sonny Shiba was played uh, uh, Harn Hattori Hanza. Hattori Hanza. I need He's Japanese who, steel. Yep, he mm-hmm. makes the uh, swords yep. for him, and he was badass. You could tell he was—he's that older character at that point. Yeah. And in this movie, though, he was young man. He was a scrapper, and a lot of people. And I could see the comparison where uh, Bruce Lee is obviously probably the one of the more if not the most famous Chinese martial arts star. For sure. Uh, and a lot of people in uh, the Japanese culture think Sonny Shiba is basically the Japanese version of Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. And you could see it. They're both very uh, animated when they fight. And you know how uh, Bruce Lee is always doing the, oh, yeah, just yeah. very extreme in his facial expressions. Like, some moves that look like they're almost causing him pain to do. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of how Tony Shiba's fighting style is. It's I don't I hate to say sloppy because mm-hmm. but he is kind of more of a scrapper uh-huh. with and, and doesn't worry about fair fights and this pretty violent movie. And I had told you a statistic earlier, which just blew my mind that this is the first X-rated movie ever released in the United States. Simply because of violence, not yeah, see, because of sex. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. And there's there's not a whole lot of it, but the uh, there's like three or four moments in it that you get why it happened. Oh, really? There's a movie where he literally pulls someone's dick off. Oh, my God. reaches in, grabs it, holds it up. Oh, like, my God. It's all bloody, so unless yeah. someone told you what it was, you right. probably wouldn't realize it. Yeah. And just threw it on the ground. There's Holy another fuck. scene where he rips someone's tonsils out. Just oh, shit. reaches into his throat and pulls yeah. his tonsils out. And you're like, what the hell was that? That's crazy. Uh, one of the more, and uh, before I get the, uh, the main meat of this, uh, one of the more fantastic scenes in it, and it really reminded me of, uh, do you remember... Uh, the Jet Li movie, uh, Romeo Must Die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really great with Aaliyah. And, uh, and DMX. Yeah, DMX. Mm-hmm. Really great. I remember that yeah. movie came out. It was huge. But do you remember the x-ray stuff they did in that movie? Where he would hit oh, someone's when they break, leg yeah. and then they would go inside and yeah. almost show it like kind of x-ray style of it yeah. breaking. Mm-hmm. They did, and they only did it once in this movie, but he went and hit someone on the top of the head and all of a sudden they... Uh, cut to like an x-ray of that and of his hand breaking his skull oh shit and it lasted like three seconds to the point where you're like whoa what the hell was that yeah and it was just out of nowhere and it was weird that they put it in there but it was one of the more memorable scenes that's crazy so in the street fighter he basically plays a mercenary he'll mm-hmm. he'll pay to do anything and at the very beginning of the movie he is getting paid to help someone uh escape from uh jail mm-hmm and he does from death row. He's like literally oh, ready to get on the noose. And uh, he ends up helping this guy escape. And he goes to his, he goes to get paid from his brother and uh, sister. 
and uh, they can't pay, and uh, oh, they refuse to pay. And oh, Sonny Sheba's like, you're going to have to pay, and they end up fighting with each other, and the brother goes to kick Sonny Sheba, and then he falls, flies right out the window and falls on the ground. It was like the worst blood you've ever seen since the original yeah. Dawn of the Dead. It was that like really, really red yeah, blood. Yeah, super neon red. Yeah. yeah, so he fell on the ground, and it just... Explo- his head like explodes so oh, nothing but blood everywhere yeah uh you could tell that th- uh this is going to come back to uh to haunt him and everything right so then that that's kind of a backstory line so then he ends up getting approached by the um the yakuza mm-hmm. and uh they're telling him we want you to take out this uh uh this certain person and everything and he says i'll, I'll do it for we'll pay you six million yen for it and he says i'll do it for 60 he's like you're, you're not gonna we're not gonna pay you 60 he says all right then <laughs> kind of on my own and this was uh they wanted him uh they wanted him to kidnap this girl. And when he refused to do it, and when the Yakuza kind of turned on him, and uh, he decided to do the exact opposite in Protector. Oh, uh, shit. And now the Yaku- he's got to fight the Yakuza, and he's got to fight. He ends up bump, uh, jumping around from Japan to China and everything. Mm-hmm. So he ends up trying to uh he's got a uh sidekick name it's a weird name it's like rat nose i think his uh, sidekick was rat nose great guy that kind of like helped him around and everything and it was just violent man it was very very violent it was very something you hadn't seen it was certainly the introduction of sunny chiba to people but mm-hmm. it was also that great kind of uh it reminded me of Man on Fire, you know, when, oh, yeah. when he was just like yep. focused, yep. major focused, and yep. I will kill this person, I will kill this person, yep. and do not fuck with me. Right. And uh, it, it was really good, man. Really fantastic. Uh, every scene in this movie was really, really incredible. So I'll leave it at that. I won't tell the ending of that. And it's re- really great, but it definitely spawned uh, at least two sequels, if not more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love that Sonny Shiba, that's what's great about those great directors who can put those guys that we loved back in the 70s and 80s in these like prominent roles now. Oh, yeah. who else is offering Sonny Chiba yeah. a, a major role like he uh, like Quentin did? Yeah. So it, it's fantastic that he did that. I still don't know... Uh, we haven't, other than than a minor cast list, we're not sure who's going to be in that uh, Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the Manson movie that he's doing. Yeah. But I guarantee there is one actor in there that we haven't seen in so long that he just, like... Oh, yeah, he's great one, In every that. one of his movies, he'll snatch some great actor from the 70s and throw him in. He, yeah. He did it with Robert Forrester and Pam Greer and the, uh, the guy who played... Uh, the clown from House of a Thousand Corpses, Sid Haig. Oh, yeah. Sid Haig was a huge guy back in the day, so they loved throwing those guys in there. So, very cool. Hell, yeah. I've always wanted to see it. All um, right. Got your big dog. All right. So, uh, let me just ask you this. <laughs> Who's the master? <laughs> Show enough. Show enough. All right. We're just jumping right into The Last Dragon. Man, I could I could talk a whole pod just about this movie. You too, and man. me both, it's, dude. It's, this is such... There is... Hardly any movies that are as fun as this movie out there. So good, man. I could see this. This is definitely on my top 50 probably of movies of all time because it's what I'm as many people who listen to the pod regularly know my favorite movie is Big Triple in China. Yeah. And this almost could go like right next to it on the shelf. Oh, you know, yeah. It's just absolutely. that fun, ridiculous ness to it. And it was. Above all else, it was just fun, man. Yeah. And it introduced us to DeBarge. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And and yeah, I just, I love this movie. This is probably my favorite movie of all time. Um, You know, it just, uh, it's got 
<laughs> all these kinds of one name characters. You got Ty Mac and Vanity. Love Vanity. Um, Julius Carey, show enough, who unfortunately I don't yep. think is with us Neither any is longer. Vanity. Vanity died last year. Uh, it's super sad, man. Was it last year? I thought it was a long time no, ago. No, it was like a couple years ago. It was either last year or the year after. Check on her uh, profile Let's there what see. it says. Oh, yeah, 2016. 2016. That was Dang sad, girl. man. She was great. She did a lot of great movies. People forget she was in Action Jackson. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the other major movie she was in? There was something else that Let's I really see. loved her in. Damn, I can't remember. Oh, uh, Action Jackson was a big one. It was like a third movie that was really big with her. Never Too Young to Die. No, that's not it. Uh, um, maybe that wasn't. 52 Pickup was definitely a movie. Oh, and Terror Train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did even more than I thought. You should have one name, man. You got to be good. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. The guy who played Show Nuff, he, uh, Mr. Nuff. Yeah, <laughs> me my... and my friend, Mr. Nuff. That's my favorite shit, <laughs> dude. <laughs> we can just go through and quote this favorite Oh, yeah, line. Eddie Arcadian, man. Yeah. Our guy from Dumb and Dumber, even the ditzy girl. Uh, yeah. She was so good in this. Yeah. Uh, but totally yeah. 80s, breakdancing. Uh. I, I love screams. 80s, I man. love the three like hip hop Chinese guys oh, that. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the cookie of the master there? Um, it's like some oh, dumb yeah, goy. Yeah, some dumb goy. Yeah. Some dumb goy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? All those like, guys were funny, man. Yeah, you know, like hey man, what it look like? Yeah, hey my man, what it look like? <laughs> <laughs> I love how he practices outside yeah. and then he says hey, it the most. Com- he says like, it like the most calm way. Yeah. When he uh, opens the door. Yeah. Hey man, what it look like? Yeah, hey. <laughs> My man, what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, you have Bruce Leroy, who is the, who is, <laughs> who's the, you know, the main character. And uh, it, this is almost like a cross between a black exploitation movie and a. It's really, a Motown movie. Yeah. It, uh, Barry Gordon is the, yeah. I think, the director or the yeah. producer, and he's super famous for this movie. He's done yeah. a lot of different stuff, but this is one of the ones. I always hear his name associated with like Barry Gordon's Last Dragon. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Barry Gordy. G- Gordy, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, better get that name. Get right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so Bruce Leroy is just trying to honestly become the master and become more enlightened, mm-hmm. you know, of his self and everything. And you know, he's been training and super fun sensei. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which probably had too much of a uh, sense of humor because he kind of ran him on this like kind of. Uh, Goal that wasn't even part of his, uh, part of his, what his, well, his, his, his point is, is that like you can look everywhere, but if you don't look inside yourself, you're yeah. never going to find it. See, you know, now, if you had explained it to him, that <laughs> could have saved you some time. He didn't have to hang out with the, uh, <laughs> the three Chinese guys. Yeah. Look like an idiot. <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, I, I wonder if Show Nuff was like in prison or something because when they come into the movie theater, mm-hmm. he says, The Shogun of Harlem is yeah. back. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So I'm wondering, like, That's well, true. where, that might be a where good you been, Nuff? <laughs> Weird enough, my wife, who doesn't. Doesn't like um, movies as much as I do. Uh, loves this movie. She she watched this movie growing Cause up. Because she's got good taste. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> she does. She, uh, well, she will. There are random movies that she likes that in no way should she have seen or like and everything. I'm right. like, wait a second. You've seen the last dragon. Yeah. <laughs> like, show no. <laughs> so that's great. Uh, yeah. Um, 
So then you've got Vanity and uh, Eddie Arcanian and Eddie's uh, girl, who I, I just don't have her name, but she's great. The mysterious uh, aquarium inside. Yes. That was uh, one of my favorite little elements of this movie that they added to it. Yeah. I love that he was this short little weaselly guy. Yeah. You know, and that he needed that big muscle next to him because he was just, I'll sell my mother out if someone grabs me by the throat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I love when uh, eventually Bruce Leroy comes dressed as a ninja. Yep. Um, you know, into Eddie Arcadian's like little layer, you know, it's a kind of save vanity. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, she, they snatch her on the street. Right. Yeah. Because that was like the whole thing on it. Eddie was like, he was a, he, he was, was kind of a half-assed promoter, right. like a music promoter who was well, really wanted to push this act who was horrible. Yeah, even yeah. though that that video they Dirty made, Boys, uh, yeah, or the one with the she's got the uh, the hubcaps over her yeah, boots headlights. or something like the yeah. headlights. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that whole song makes me laugh. Yeah, well, and he was definitely like a shitty promoter because yeah. you know uh, Rocco was yeah. like, you know, if you would have given me this much energy, maybe I'd have won the fight, yeah. won the title. And he's like, you lost, Rock. <laughs> yeah. Every bum I put you up against, you lost. Lost, you know, <laughs> like, um, but yeah, eventually Bruce Leroy comes and puts his head to the tank and says, oh, man. hot head need cool oh, water. Man. And he, it's that scary. Guy, that guy sold that. Oh yeah. Like he was truly yeah. scared of what was in that tank. We never got to see what was in the tank. No, no. You got to see some fins. Yeah. We got like, to see some fins. It was like this crazy mythical creature yeah. or something <laughs> that kept in here that everyone was It's like a baby of. Kraken. Why would you keep that there? It yeah. does not seem... <laughs> Oh, Doesn't man. seem smart, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so um, you know, and again, Ernie Reyes Jr. is yep. in this. Um, I, I love at a great age too. You know, he yeah. had that energy in this movie, I, and I think that's was I, this had to have been the first thing I ever saw yeah. him in. You and his know. friend too, the guy who was like his Johnny cousin or something. Yeah, Johnny, he yeah, Johnny. he was really good. Yeah, yeah I don't um, know what else he's done. Uh, but yeah. I liked him in this. I, I love uh, I love when he's when Johnny's telling Bruce Leroy at you know because they're at practice and. Uh, He's like, you know, I figured it out. All you got to do, because I'm an Asian dude, is just act a little tough yeah. and give him some attitude, you know? And, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and eventually, uh, you know, and so he starts like acting like Bruce Lee without having to fight because mm. people will think if you're Asian and you do this, you know karate. Like but Once or twice that might work for Yeah, him, yeah, but. yeah. But, um, and so, yeah, eventually when Shonuff comes to the mm. dojo, um, he tries to do it with, um, I can't think of the guy's name. Oh, yeah, the other guy. Yeah, and he, you know, and for a second, the dude's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he realizes, like, this dude's full of shit, and he yeah. chases him around the gym, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah, it all leads up to uh, to getting the glow. and uh, That was that was the, the highest level of uh, achievement, I guess, yeah. for what he was doing was the glow. So he referred to it a couple times during the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. and it was basically like the mind, body, and soul uniting as one. And, you know, when that would happen, that the person would have a glow around them. And to have an ability to catch bullets. You catch bullets in your teeth? Brother, please. <laughs> <laughs> Showed up was arguably the best part of this so whole thing. He was so good, dude. And he went on to, after this movie, because he had a huge fro and he was very kind of extravagant and everything yeah. and the way he dressed and the way he talked. Yeah. And then he ended up cutting his hair and I think he was doing like Law and Order and stuff. Really? Up until when he uh. died, he was playing like detectives and stuff like that. So I wonder how many times I probably have seen him and stuff and, just and not never known it. it. I'll have to look into that because yeah. he's just so great. Because when you hear certain words that he says, if he gets angry at a certain way, yeah. I, I would hard to believe that you wouldn't be able to pull right. him out of yeah. a room because he was very... 
He was very good in this role. Man. Yeah. He had fun with it. Everyone well, and, had fun with this movie. And to be such a big, lanky guy, yeah. he was really good. He was good, big. You know? Yeah, and, he, he must have been at least 6'4", six, 6'6". Six, oh, six. easy, I dude. mean, he was yeah. really tall. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, there's at one point where he does, like, a donkey kick, you know, yeah. where you, like, he, like, bends over and just, like, kicks Bruce Leroy straight to the face, you know? Yeah. But, like, to see somebody that big be able to do that, like, it's yeah. impressive, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, The Last Dragon, I could talk about it for another three or four hours. Yeah, I would like, be amiss if uh, Ninja Dave would be pissed if I did not mention his favorite line here, uh, which is uh, directing direct your pizza to Daddy, Daddy Green's, Green's pizza. pizza. But, which actually <laughs> was on a sign. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was on a sign outside the father's, uh, because uh, oh, that's right. yeah. Bruce Leroy's father owned a uh, pizza parlor. Yeah. And that's what it said outside, yeah. direct your pizza Daddy Green's pizza. Uh, Rudy Huxtable is in this movie. That's right. She plays she, the sister. She's the little sister. Yep. Yeah. I totally forgot that yep. she was in this really really good and it was also as a young kid watching this movie because i think this this must have been 85 i want to say it was 85. uh yeah 85 and uh very much like how quentin kind of put a pop culture element in his movie that made people go outside of his own movie to research it and watch it like the street fighter they did the same thing in this movie with chinese connection uh-huh because i remember yeah 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 i don't think i saw it before i saw last dragon i think i saw chinese connection because of the scenes and because of bruce leroy being so excited about chinese connection uh-huh. that i went back and watched I th- yeah it absolutely yeah, yeah it was really good yeah. because she She's wanting to. She's really trying hard uh, to get laid. He just doesn't understand. Harder than Vanity's ever had to try to hold that life, and he's just not getting her. Her brother. Remember, his brother has that great line. Boy, even you don't even have a paintbrush, and if you did, you wouldn't know how to use it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um, Another just like interesting little fact here. So uh, William H Macy was in this movie. Weird. Super tiny role. He's he's in trouble with Eddie Arcadian, and he's the one who goes to Vanity while they're off air. I do. And tries to get her yeah. to have this meeting, and he's That's like, right. "He's a bad dude, uh, April, yeah. you know, or whatever her character's name is. I think it's April." That's funny. Um, and then, um, oh, Laura Charles. That's what it Laura is. Laura Charles. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, uh, Chaz Palminteri. Oh yeah. Sonny from uh, oh, yeah. Bronx from Tale. Bronx Tale. Love he's Chaz. he's hood number two. That's right. She's he's outside the car. He's when outside the car, and yeah. he gets his like head slammed in the yeah. door um, <laughs> when they go to kidnap Laura. What's Charles. Bruce Leroy's real name? Ty Mac. Ty Mac. Yeah. What else has he been in? Do we know anything else that he's um, been in? There's not. Is that like one word, Ty Mac? Yeah, T A I M A K. So. I, yeah, I think this was a one hit wonder for him just from looking at what you got there. Yeah. yeah um, but he, I, I know a couple of years ago, he was actually doing like an anniversary tour God, for this movie. It so sucks that Vanity and, uh, and uh, Shonuff had to. Yeah. Had to die, man. Yeah. They would, this would have been a great like reboot, reboot oh, or remake or something dude. like that. Yeah. The, the problem with rebooting this is this was a time period. This was a, a, yeah. a capture in time right yeah. here. 1985, bringing all these different cultures and weird, weird stuff together because this movie should not have worked, really. It, it, right. it obviously should always have had a small audience for it, but it has a major cult following. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and yeah. you know, and again, Ernie Reyes Jr. He was just I, this is the movie that made. He's me like probably him. went off to have a bigger career. But than he was most in the rundown. The movie, yeah, um, you know, he was he he was in the rundown. Yeah, oh, he's really? the one that fights the Rock when they're uh, hanging on those vines oh, and swinging yeah. along. He's like one of the resistance guys. That's great. I have to and rewatch is, that movie. I have he to rewatch is cut that. the fuck up in oh, that yeah? scene. Like, so he's still he beats doing the a lot shit out of the Rock. Yeah, <laughs> like so he must be doing a lot of work still. I don't know if his picture right there. Yeah, I don't know if he's doing much. 
much now. Um, yeah, I, that middle pitcher, I would rec- I would recognize him. Yeah, he's a very I've, distinct look. Yeah, see, that's him as Cato. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw a video maybe six months ago where they were doing like a con, um, mm-hmm. and it was Ernie Reyes Jr. and the guy that played his brother Johnny in the movie. Oh, wow. And so they were like, you know, signing autographs and stuff. And you know, in the big fight scene at the end where they both like, kick the shit out of a couple of people and then they do their famous little oh, they, handshake yeah. and the back-to-back thing yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they 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 did that oh my yeah God. yeah so that's, it was really cool i'm telling you if you're you're one of these actors that are a one-hit wonder the con circuit is perfect time yeah. act should be doing the con oh yeah circuit, absolutely man. he would dude. have lines out the door yeah absolutely you just put that big poster of last dragon there and everything and yeah. people would die to get their picture i'd love to get a picture taken with them fuck so. yeah dude or just ask them questions about but, it but you know it's it's interesting i i think that show enough is my favorite character in the movie yeah though. you um, know he I mean, he is so he's just, great. He is that uh, villain that you love. You just love. Yeah. You know, yeah. because he's just that charismatic and yeah. just funny, man. Yeah. That scene where he walks into the, uh, the like movie you said, theater. when he walks into the movie theater. Yeah. And then when he confronts him and everything, it's. Takes just on the entire movie Bruce theater. Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He just—he almost Whoa. reacts like how everyone watching the movie would react yeah. to it. the catching the bullets in the teeth, and yeah, yeah. the end sequence, man, where he finally gets the glow. Yeah, and, and as a like nine-year-old watching this, when he turns, he's got the bullet in his teeth. You're yes. like, oh my god, this yeah. is the greatest movie ever. Oh my ever. gosh, dude, <laughs> I, I love that, yeah. officer, officer. You have to understand, me and my friend Mr. Nuff, we're just minding our own business. <laughs> oh, God. I need to watch this movie again, man. I just that love this movie so, so much. And it's it's a shame. It's one of those movies that you see at the, like Walmart and like the $3. Oh, place. yeah. That's where I bought it. Yeah. You know, I, I, like, I have it digitally. I'm not sure I have a hard copy of it, but mm-hmm. if I see it, I'll have to pick it up because it's yeah. just one of those movies that you can watch anytime and it's just fantastic. Great for just background noise, too, because of the soundtrack. You know, yeah. you guys, it's got a great, great soundtrack. DeBarge, I think they were, yeah. nom- that might even have been nominated for an Oscar. I think, I, well, I think. That was that was like the premiere of that song. Yep, of that song. You know song. what I mean? And they did the music uh, was video. Was it the Rhythm of the Night? Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm not going to sing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> well, this next movie, and I kind of cheat a little bit here because I'm kind of just adding the whole trilogy. Sorry, here we're going to so, allow it. So we can, <laughs> so we can uh, talk about uh, all three of these just a little bit. And for some reason... I, I would say that it went a long time without me seeing these, but since that first one was 2008, it wasn't too, too long. Yeah. So I'm glad that, uh, and it wouldn't have been for Justin uh, if I didn't discover these movies. And I love these fan- movies, man. And this is the uh, the Ip Man trilogy. Great God, trilogy. Man. And I my first introduction to Donnie Yen was Rogue One. Uh-huh. And I loved him in it. I loved him as Chirrut Emwee, the blind guy, the blind kind of guardian of the the Jedi yeah, temple, yeah. and his uh, his cool guy that what was, was it he with said? Him. Uh, uh, I, I'm the I'm with the Force, and the Force is with me. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, yeah so good in this movie. And uh, I remember when I watched Rogue One in the theater for like the first time because I had seen it. And I uh, still haven't gone through that movie to be able to talk to. I'm going to work that into one of these pods and like a yeah, 2010 sure. to 2020 like. Uh, um, action movie pot or something we'll have to do because that would definitely be number one it's probably the best movie i've seen in the last 10 years certainly in the theater and uh when i saw it the first time in the theater he came on screen and people were cheering in the audience oh shit and i had i had no idea I, the only t- other time that i uh experienced that <laughs> weird enough where 
people were cheering for an actor that I had no idea who he was mm. was in Tropic Thunder when Danny McBride came oh, on right. screen yeah. and people were cheering. I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then yeah. I, I researched it and then watched Eastbound and Down and I was like, oh, I get it. Now. Yeah, everyone absolutely. knows who this guy is and he's awesome. Yeah, Similar with Donnie Yen and everyone was telling me, he says, you liked him as Cheered Emily. You need to watch it, man. man yeah. Because he, he's a real deal actor who has mad skills. And we were talking about this earlier. The, the kind of the basis of that first one is a lot of people don't know that the, the Ip Man is the sensei of Bruce Lee right. in real life. Yeah. So basically these movies talk about it, at least the first movie yeah. is kind of telling the backstory of where he came from up until kind of the point where he was uh, going to start training Bruce Lee. I'm not sure if that happened in the first one or the second one. Uh, I think they they allude to it in all of them just a yeah, little bit t- towards the end of the second. I've only seen the second one one time, yeah. but it's at the end of the second one is where Bruce Lee kind of yeah. comes into yeah, yeah. the picture. And he's in three too. I yeah, know see, I haven't seen three. three. Yeah, yeah. And, and I can't uh, this wait was the movie I was three and four. Yeah. Oh my God, four! I'll be there. Ugh. That better play in the theater. I'll travel anywhere to see it because I that was something I just learned recently, and I saw that they had production photos and everything yeah. that they are already in post production of it. So. so great. And he looks young, man. And even in number one, he he was like fifty. Yeah. <laughs> no, he it, he looks the same age. Yeah. He, looks he really doesn't age. age, but he was he was pretty old when he was doing that stuff in the first. He, one. he honestly looks close to how he looked in Hero. Yeah. He he really did. Well, except for the hair. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but know, that hair he did. But face, like, it yeah. doesn't. He's all clean. He doesn't cut. Have, yeah, he doesn't have any wrinkles or anything. He oh, just looks no. like some the people same do guy. Uh, some people are lucky like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, I had mentioned earlier there was one on here where the second one was probably my favorite, and that's how it was with this movie. Mm-hmm. But I'll hit briefly on uh, a bunch of them here. But the main kind of idea with that first Ip Man was he was dealing with a the civil war that was going on between the Japanese and the Chinese. Right. If you didn't know, they did not get along. Right. <laughs> and it was just in his backyard. Yeah. You know? And there was some really great stuff on that where he was being forced. He, he had life really great at the beginning yeah. of the movie. He had, had a lot of he, great family. He had a lot of possessions. Yep. And uh, then got it basically all taken away from him to the point where he was in kind of a prison camp working as hard as he can just so he could get like a potato yeah. to bring home and feed to his family. Right, yeah. And these, uh, the the Japanese people who were invading China had come in and they were basically like using the, uh, the Japanese, uh, the Chinese people as kind of their entertainment in yeah. a way. Remember that, yeah. that one general was just having him, uh, his underling round people up and bring them in to I hated, watch them fight, man. Yeah. I hated that fucking second in command guy. Oh, yeah, oh my God. You're dude. just waiting for someone to just, take Oh him my God. And you knew it was going to happen eventually. But, uh, that was, uh, what is, what your favorite scene from the first dip, man? So honestly, I really like in the beginning, um, before it gets like, you know, before the invasion and everything like that, there's a master that comes to his house that mm-hmm. wants to fight him. Yeah. I love and, that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's really good. In this yeah. Movie. Um, and you know, he's basically like, Hey, look, we're about to have dinner. Like, yeah. I don't really want to fight right now. And the guy's like, well, I'll wait, you know, and he's like, okay, you know, so he comes in and he offers him something to eat and they, they have a respectful conversation and everything and they go into the room and, you know, this guy really thinks that he can beat him, you know, and it man's like, well, you know, I'll take it easy on you. And so he does for a while 
And his kid comes out on the little bike and goes, yeah. Mom says stop messing around and beat him before you break everything. Because yeah. remember he... Uh, Isn't it, she grabbing stuff? I forget. Didn't she come out there and she's like grabbing bases and bringing them Maybe, back but um, uh, also they break a couple of vases and the guy's like, you know, I'll pay. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's so good. Dude. Oh, I, I really like that scene. Um, and they end up kind of having to, yeah, they become like friends yeah, after um, that. And a really good relationship between those guys. And I'm pretty sure that even carries to number two. I'm not sure if he was in number two. I don't think he was. I think that was my only disappointment that he didn't show up in number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the scene. Well, didn't he end up getting killed? Yeah, that, that's, 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 that was what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the scene where he realizes that the people that the Japanese uh, kind of invaders are pulling off out of the workforce there aren't returning. Right. So he ends up going himself just basically to see what the hell's going on and try to help this uh, to find uh, the uh, missing friend of his. Yeah. And when he goes in there, and he, oh, that's such a great scene. That was because. Those who hadn't seen it, the the Ip Man's almost his style is all about defense. You know, he was literally using people's kind of uh, power against them. Yeah. Just a lot of his defensive moves. But his strikes and, were so oh, yeah, heavy. Yeah, when he did do it, like, I mean, he was oh, so fast. When he does that, you know, that, yeah, that repeating punch oh, that he did like, on that dude's you face. You can tell that he can't. He almost oh, can't stop himself. Yeah. Because yeah. the momentum is oh, so fast gosh, that he so awesome. He just has to let his body finish. And, I mean, and you see this dude's face just getting pummeled against yeah. them. It's like bouncing back and forth yeah. between a constant fist and the ground. Like, and the most people that are doing it deserve the hell out of it. Too. Oh yeah. He's yeah. he's like a. I, I I like him as a character too because he he could tell that he is a very decent. Yeah. He's nice a fair guy. and just man. Yeah, he, you know? he really is, and he's very likable, and that's that. Ju- that's just Donnie Yen, you right? Know, coming yeah, in yeah. There. He he has that ability that you see him, you really like him, and you want to kind of uh, kind of follow him. But uh, I don't want to spend too much time on each one. I want to jump to number two because sure, number yeah, number, number two had some of my favorite stuff in there. I really really enjoyed. Uh, he ends up moving to a place and trying to start his own dojo. Mm. But what he doesn't realize is there's a like a clan of different leaders that are there that uh, have to approve him yeah. any dojo and any style that he's going to be able to teach. Yeah. So they tell him, remember he has that great scene at the fish uh, market where he ends up beating a bunch of the uh, asses of, of the other uh, uh, kind of uh, the underlings for one of the other mob bosses and everything. And he has to end up showing up. Mm. And that's when they break it down to him. He says, you can't start this thing without... Uh, Right, approval. approval so yeah. show up at the place yeah. and we'll we'll talk about it yeah. and the scene where he shows up at the place and he has to fight the opposing masters yeah. like all of them Dude, that I, scene I, is I, awesome and what they have to do is they stick a a table on like the most wobbly of kind of bases yeah. and he has to fight on top of yeah. the table and the the rule is if you get knocked off you're you're out completely you know yeah. and uh so this this great fight scene with one of the he ends up like shaming one of the bosses he just he just whoops his ass and knocks him off really quick yeah and you're waiting for this one big guy yeah really large thick guy yeah. gets up there and does some of the moves I don't know who that actor was but he obviously has skills too uh, clearly they're all on wires and doing that Wu Ping kind of wire work and everything but it works really really well intense scene and it's one that you could pull up if you. Uh, it's a great if, scene. Yeah, if you Google or uh, YouTube Ip Man tabletop fight, 
uh, it'll come right out, and it's really great. His name is Sammo Hung. Yes, he must be really, really good, and he's very recognizable look to him, too. Uh, but one of the intense scenes with that guy is uh, about halfway or about a third of the way into the movie, you get to see this really brash British boxer come, yeah. come to the city. Oh, he's such an asshole. He was the one that when they showed him, you wanted, you wanted, you could not wait to see his ass get beaten. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he basically from the get go is knocking the Chinese style of, uh, of karate you know he's like you're you're kind of martial arts or bullshit here and this should be boxing and he is he obliterated people in the ring yeah and so he he basically uh that big guy that kind of fought uh it man and they they shortly their friendship didn't last too long but uh the the length that it did last you could tell that they've kind of got mutual respect for each other and everything so he goes into the ring with this uh brash uh british guy yeah this guy destroys him see this is like um this is very similar to what happens in fearless i was trying to really? look up yeah i was trying to look up how like um hyao yun jaw and ip man are related like yeah. you know there, there's something about them that has to have a connection because mm-hmm. If that was something that happened to Ip Man, it happened for sure to Hyo Yun Ja. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and like, I always want to know if yeah. there's some connection between the two of them. I don't know because Hyo Yun Ja started like one of the first like I can't remember what style he had, but it was like the Martial Arts Federation or Institute or something like that. Um, and I just I swear he must have been influenced. There's got to be a connection yeah. there. There could be. But so that British guy just like destroys and kills that guy in the ring. Like yeah. it destroys him, Apollo Creed style. Even yeah. worse than <laughs> he does not stop and he gets his ass kicked. So it's basically at that point, Jet Lee's gonna have to fight this guy just to kind of save face and uh, kind of revenge this one boss and the, the people. No one likes this guy. No one wants him there. It's like he's instantly a villain, villain to all these people and everything. Right. You have to see him take him down. Now the third man, uh, I have not. I've only seen once, but I really liked it. If you like one of these movies, you're gonna like them all. And uh, you Same know why style. I have to see number three. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's interesting that they put him in this. So the third one has Mike Tyson. In it. Yeah. <laughs> Weird enough, and he's not a major character, and it's done really, really well. It's not like we just threw Mike Tyson in here. Uh, he plays kind of a mob boss that at one point we see him uh, fight Ip Man. Mm-hmm. Shows up at his like office and in his like like glass office they fight each other and it's like one of these things where uh i can't remember he puts like a timer on or something like that uh-huh. and says if you can beat me in this uh time, then time. I'll, I'll leave you alone and uh you can kind of do what you want in this town and fair everything. enough yeah. and it's true and it, it's a awesome fight yeah. awesome just to see mike tyson and he was really brutal with him and this is obviously mike tyson older mike tyson got yeah a tattoo but, on his face but still i mean it's fucking mike Look tyson good. They, yeah. they used him just enough in this movie to make it like really really great yeah it, it had the same type of really great um martial arts the whole movie lots of great wire work if you're a fan of that uh, lots of destruction and that kind of always followed the man movies around right, where yeah. he's in a room and you know oh, all this shit's gonna get destroyed in this room yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly well really the linchpin to these movies is donnie yen Don- oh, donnie yeah. yen really really the, uh embodies this character and uh immediately i just want to see everything that he's yeah in. no he it, it's like you said it's like the character is perfect for him yeah because 
I don't know. I, it's just kind of like who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he's the like, type of guy that I, I would love to have a drink with and just like talk to him about yeah, the stuff because I, you can tell he, he's been through a whole lot in his life. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's still going strong and fighting. He's one of those because we're at the period now, especially being martial arts fans, that we grew up with these guys. You yeah. Know? Now we're watching them age. Yeah. And uh, you get to see. No, Sonny Shiba be the wild man in the street fighter, but now he's that sensei yeah. guy. And it, it's kind of interesting to see the shift between these guys. But with Donnie Yen, it almost doesn't seem like it, it, it matters. He's still doing that same shit oh, that yeah. he was doing back then. And the guy is, I think he's like 57 or something like that. And that's insane to think that he's like in the, uh, even doing the stunt work now that, I mean, your body is just not, the oh, same yeah. as it always was. Yeah. Ask Jackie Chan. I oh, mean, yeah, no kidding, dude. <laughs> yeah. And you still need to watch The Foreigner, by the way. I own it. I haven't uh, watched it yet. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, I really like uh, Jackie Chan. So uh, I was glad we were able to really work a lot of these great uh, uh, stars in here because we've talked about Chuck Norris. We've talked about Bruce Lee. Who else we got here? Uh, Jet Li. Yeah, absolutely. Donnie Yen. Uh, Sonny Shiva. Uh um, John Claude Van Damme, Eco Uwes. Who was that guy? Again? That's the guy from the Raid and the Raid Two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's it was awesome. like it, it's interesting when you can have different because when you're thinking martial arts, almost always you're thinking Japanese or Chinese. Yeah, you know, it's it's and arguably the majority of those martial arts movies are going to be from those two countries. Yeah, but you forget a lot of these other countries that are doing these types of films and Indonesia. Apparently, who knew? You know, yeah. <laughs> that it was such a big thing over there. But yeah. apparently. And uh, we had Jeff Spiegman. Jeff Spiegman. Yeah, One hit wonder, but he was good. I mean, he was the, what was the style? Uh, Ken Poe. Yeah, Ken Poe. Yeah. I mean, he's like the Ken Poe guy. So right. no matter what you think about his acting career, he should be famous for that. Yep. Yeah. A um, couple of them that didn't uh, make the list was uh, Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't seen Jim Cotta, it's I haven't free. seen it. I, I, it's and I free on YouTube. Um, Michael it, Dudikoff. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Michael Dudikoff from um, American Ninja had a couple of throwbacks to some, you know, Shaolin uh, versus Wu Tang. Um, the mystery of chess boxing didn't make the cut yeah. only because I hadn't seen it recent enough to talk about it, but it's great. And, you know, check that one out for sure. You know what I would die for? I would die for a uh, an Expendables martial arts type thing that would be badass you know, where they dude. came out with like uh the martial arts version of the expendable oh yeah absolutely just all that it was oh, Shiba, so and it was jackie awesome. chan and jet lee and you brought them all in because expendables is all those action heroes that are like for the most part like explosions our, our guns, and, and yeah, explosions guns and explosions and stuff explosions. you think of uh except for jet lee except for jet lee yeah. so one guy in there that's like and chuck norris was on chuck there norris a little bit he was just he but, he, but he had a gun in his hand the yeah, whole time so yeah. It was definitely more of a shooting kind of blowing up thing, yeah. but to be able to bring a lot of these great actors, uh, these Asian actors together to pull off one of those Expendables type things, ah, oh, take my money, man. Yeah, oh I yeah. would be all about it. And these guys are still doing a whole lot of stuff, which is which is great. You oh know? yeah. We didn't talk any Chow Young Fat in here. He was uh, he's one of my favorites. I loved him in uh, the Corruptor and Hard Boiled Replacement uh, Killers. The Replacement Killers, yeah. uh, awesome movie in the Replacement Killers. Yeah. we haven't talked about that movie on the pod yet. We'll no. definitely have to do that. Um, yeah, we talked about Street Fighter with John Claude Van Damme yeah. briefly, but also um, just because of the time period of my age. 
uh, Mortal Kombat was a oh, lot of fun when I was younger. I, I saw in the theater, bought the album like the next. Oh yeah, day. yeah, that God, song, that dude. Uh, uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that pumped me up. Man. I used to listen to that just to get pumped up. Yeah, right. Oh yeah. And it was a game I played. So oh yeah, that's uh, just... so it came out after the game, right? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, would you had uh, the guy from Rising Sun who played the guy that brought everyone to that the, was Raiden. That yeah, yeah. who also um, uh, was in uh, Balls of Fury. Yeah. Uh, and but Christopher Lambert played uh, the Highlander. Played the guy in the was it? Oh, oh no, he that was Raiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about the Asian guy. Oh, uh, uh, Shang Tsung. Yeah, what the hell is his name too? He's, He's in really a bunch good. of stuff. Rising um, Sun is what I remember him the most from. He was really good in that. Yeah. Uh, but then you had the girl from uh, Billy Madison. I know. Sonya. Sonya Blade. Uh, God. You had Jack. That's how I learned all those names. Is that song, man? Johnny um, Cage. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's. I think Jax was in the second one. I don't think he was in the first oh, one. I don't even remember the second one. I remember not liking it. Remember Kano was oh, yeah. who, you know, he had the red eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I, that was a great game. Man. Also, they had, uh, who was the big guy with the four, Goro? Goro? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't yeah. that his name? With the, it, it actually looked decent yeah. for his uh, kind of monster makeup type of stuff that it was. Yep. They had uh, Reptile and Scorpion Reptile, and Scorpion, Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero, man. Uh, <clears throat> Ray Park was one of them. I think Ray Park, who played Darth Maul, played Sub Zero oh. or Scorpion. It was he was either played Sub Zero, Scorpion. But hell, he could have played both of them because right, they, yeah. uh, they had masks on. But I know Ray Park was one of them. Uh, really, really good. That was a fun movie, man. It it, it probably could have been better, but it's what yeah. we had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we kind of yeah. uh, liked it. it yeah, uh, and it it. it was similar. I mean, when you got a base, a movie it followed off a game. the yeah, it followed the game storyline. Yeah, <laughs> and that game was all about those fatalities. Oh yeah, man. dude. Yeah. Remember how there was nothing like that when that came out? Oh, they were yeah. like, "Holy shit, he's gonna rip someone's spine out!" I know, right? And then like, I remember I set my, him on fire. I used to love watching my cousin do it because my cousin was so great at those types of fighting games. He mm-hmm. knew all those different moves. Yeah, and I literally, I, I'd pick it up and I, I would move everything around and just hope something. Happened. Yeah, really. But he knew that you got to swipe around. Same yeah. thing with Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. Even more than Street Fighter 1. Street Fighter 2 was a huge oh, game. Yeah, man. The arcade. I remember yeah. when that came out and me and my cousin were at the arcade waiting for it to, oh, that's awesome. to, to come out. And it was it was fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah, those types of games. I'm surprised. I'm wondering if they still do those. Like uh, They make Tekken. Any of these. Uh, yeah, Tekken. Yeah, yeah, Tekken was fun. But uh, any of these movies that we like could have easily been fighting games. Oh, yeah, on, absolutely. Uh, like if Man, they could have totally done that where you've yeah. got to take out all, a whole... What about Double Dragon? Double Dragon, you man. You know, what the hell? Another cheesy-ass movie <laughs> <laughs> that I did watch. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, fun, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that'll do it for our uh, martial arts. Like I said, maybe in uh, six months, a year down the line, we might uh, decide to do a part three. So oh, we're we leaving it out there that yeah. it is a possibility. Shake head if you agree, Ninja Dave. Oh, he oh, says yes. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to call Dave on the phone the next time. Yeah. Get, him, get him to talk about something, too. Uh, yeah, so Dave will be back next week. Uh, I think next week we're going to do maybe 70s sci-fi, but now now I got time travel in my head, too. That yeah, might have to dude. come back soon, man. Heck yeah. Yeah, because there's, there's a ton of time travel movies out there, even random ones uh, that uh, you forget about, too, like Frequency. Have you still not seen Frequency? I don't think That's so. That's a movie that you need to see, man. That was uh, one of those movies that I was really impressed. I liked Interstellar. Interstellar, yep. And uh, damn, what was another one? Uh, well, Time Cop I loved a lot, too. Oh, yeah. A lot of great time travel movies. Obviously, Back to the Future and all those yeah. were great. So Terminator. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. So we'll have to make a list to see how that works out. 
but we will have something exciting next week, that's for sure. So if you're listening to this uh, on iTunes or SoundCloud, we'd appreciate it if you could just give us a like, give us a comment, telling you what you like. Hey, tell us what you don't like. Uh, <laughs> Ninja <laughs> Dave will get right Ninja back Dave, to you. Yeah, you don't want him taking you out. Don't piss off Ninja <laughs> Dave. Uh, but you can also get us hold of us on Facebook. We're at Fascinated with Films. And on Twitter, we're at Dupree Podcast. And uh, our email is fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. So... We will be with you next Saturday for sure with another exciting episode. So until then, see ya. Sayonara. Catches bullets with his teeth. Nigga, please.